We went out, right? She went to go out with her friends. I'm sitting at home. I'm playing my video games like usual. Oh, yeah. Because I love my videos. I'm playing through Ocarina of Time, right? <laughs> right on, <laughs> no right way. On. You playing back through it? Yeah, the uh, 3DS version. It's pretty... It's not as good, I but I mean, because I, I like, I prefer the feel of the controller. <laughs> yeah, but so, anyways, can you feel it? <laughs> can you, can you feel it? She gets wasted, right? Her friend brings her home. She's feeling all good, we, and then we have gym boys. Okay, she's riled up. Like as soon as she gets home, she's riled up. She's like, I'm horny. <laughs> blah blah blah. Every fucking she time. wants it, and I'm like, God, I kind of hate it because you're super sloppy when you're drunk, and it's, it's just not as like, fun if you're sober. Yeah, when I'm sober, it's, it's just not as fun, and I love you, Rhea. I do. And I was like, ah, lick my really? ass, lick my ass. I was like, really don't want to do I this. I just brushed my teeth. And I so I know you're out there fucking, boys. You got, I know you're beer farting right now. I don't fucking <laughs> lie. And so we go into the bed and like, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to bed. And she's like, let me suck your dick. And I'm like, no, no. Whenever you <laughs> suck my dick, whenever it's fucking, when you're drunk, it's You take sloppy. a bite out of it. Yeah, exactly. The teeth are everywhere. It's sloppy. It's not enjoyable. No, it's not like <laughs> sloppy in the, f- you, uh, in the enthusiasm department no. sloppy the technique department. yeah <laughs> use the beast of scale okay we created it for a reason okay so exactly her beast scrambles the letters because she's drunk <laughs> what like, what was her average score her average is still from 18 to 22 that's what, a, she that's, that is she has remarkable. a great average that's, no no that's no, a that's phenomenal. Phenomenal. she knows she knows my stroke the she fact just, that at any point she can get over a 20 is remarkable the only thing so she I'm hasn't saying, scored but, a five on is finish yet that's the only thing i think but it's great saying, that, i think she's great that's great she knows your dick because every guy has different strokes it takes different exactly strokes so the world. Is, uh, when she's drunk though and it, you're sober it plummets. drops 10 points at least <laughs> <laughs> an average of two points minus from every category seriously it's bad news and so i'm sending like no 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 and she's so persistent because apparently she went and she got this mouth numbing shit from the chocolate wall race or whatever right so she has this mouth numbing stuff <laughs> of course she wants oh, and the, then by the on, way we have a sex shop here yeah. in Reno called the chocolate but on wall top of race. that she, she had listened to, to make your mouth numb so that yeah. makes your dick numb so I'm not gonna come I don't know. Who thought anyways, of this? Anyways, what? the reason I think, and I know I haven't asked her, I haven't confronted her about it, but I know why she went to the sex shop was because of the BDSM stories last yeah. year. She still so listens, she, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, she wants to sp- spice it up. She knows that I'm not that crazy about it, though, so she knows not to go too overboard with it, not to go too over the top. So she goes with something really subtle. She's not fucking making chocolate in the kitchen. <laughs> so she went with something that was like good head or whatever, you know, and she was all stoked to try it. She'd try, she put it in Performance enhancing drugs, and that means you have to modify the B-stiff scale and you have, you have to put an asterisk. It has to have an asterisk. <laughs> you have to put an asterisk next to her numbers from now on. From now on. Performance enhancing drugs. This is not, that's, that's, that's taking steroids. That's taking testosterone if you're getting right. into a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You and Jesus. Foreshadow. Foreshadow. <laughs> oh, so anyways. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm still being persistent as fuck. I'm like, no, 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 no. And she's just like slowly pulling down my pants, grabbing my dick. It's getting hard and blah, blah, blah. So Very rapey. One thing leads to another and she starts sucking my dick. And I'm kind of mad. I'm like, ugh, whatever. Like, I'm reluctantly Dude. giving her Aww. my dick. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, she Aww. woke you up, told you you wanted to suck your dick in the middle. And, it wasn't in the middle of the night, but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you could have uh, probably got that blowjob while you were playing video games. Uh, no, I should... Sh- I have gotten a blowjob while I was playing before. She has done that. She's That's amazing. She usually will come in while I'm playing, and then we'll just bang like See as it? I'm playing. But See it? I, I, just, I always yeah. like <laughs> it winds up fucking my team. Everybody gets super butt hurt because it's an online game, and they're like, nah, "Stop having sex." <laughs> I'm not having sex. She's having sex with her mouth on my penis. <laughs> so um, one That's thing how you distract the other. Players. So, anyways, 
she starts sucking my dick, and she starts actually doing a decent job because I was sitting there telling her I didn't want her to because she's too sloppy and whatnot. So she's cognitive of everything that I said, and she's I'm trying. Focused. She's doing good. Yeah, she's focused, right? It's getting super sloppy, super messy, and I'm really starting to dig it. And she's really starting to deep throat it. And she's like, she's like essentially like, wow, the this stuff that she bought's really working because she's just going to town and starting to get pretty hot and heavy, right? It's going, it's going, and then all of a sudden, Oh, yeah. And she pukes all over Wait, my dick. <laughs> this is how we need to start the episode from now on. This is how you start a podcast. No, no, fuck yes. Fuck, fuck yes. Now start the theme. Yeah, keep going. The worst part about it was when I got into the shower to get all the puke off, I had to physically brush it off of my pubes. Like, the water wouldn't it just beat it off of me. It was sucking. I had to, like, touch wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. And then I almost puke. Let this be a lesson to you. Trim your pubic hair. It's easier to clean puke out of, I swear. Yeah, that's that's a thing. People, many, you're the first person to ever say, yeah, clean clean your pube, shave your pubes that way. I'll the try puke. To say, no. Thick, so it looks bigger. Not, <laughs> not so. Puke. All I'm trying to say is girls are always yelling at guys, like, why do you want me to shave? And you have to give him like a list of reasons. Here's another reason. <laughs> Boom. Another one. Tack on reason. Streamline, bitch. I think the cast wants to know Did you finish? No. Oh, well, that's. Sad. Into the puke, yeah. <laughs> He's not no, you. I was furious. That's, <laughs> that's it ruined everything. everything. This is why you don't drunk blow me. Thank you. Unless I'm also drunk, yes. then I'll probably forgive Wait, me. are you <laughs> talking to Chris or me? <laughs> <laughs> this is why you don't. You, I'm you, talking to uh, me through Chris. <laughs> I'm living through you. I'm sad, so listen up, scoot close to yours. Chris Smith, as he boasts, we tote oh, yeah. as we boast. Any little problem, we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's ever get as a edge with dogs. I better who's gonna be sitting next to me at knee. Your baby's that knee. Spitting comedy, magically school. Now your comic book wannabe, you're gonna be hit with a hook or turn your face into a tragedy. Steve B with chemistry. Not masterpiece and melodies, arrestlessly, especially using dark humor as weaponry. Mentally, I'll deny your dirty thoughts like an entity, no empathy, just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, genitals, therapy, heavily. Chris got puked on his dick, guys. Uh, re, why'd you do that to him? Mm, got puked on his dick, guys. Shave your pubes, Chris. That way, it's not fucking bad. And we can actually finish sucking after she throws up on it. That's why right? people come to the alcoholic ass because we tell <laughs> this is why it's real. That's what it's I was kind visceral. of pitching to That's her. What I was saying. I kind of have to bring. It up because I'm like the honest one who always like I tear myself down, whereas you guys just build yourselves up. That's I'm the only shit. real that one on the cast. Oh, oh I'm Woo! sorry. Did you do an entire Stay episode woke. about a whole relationship? <laughs> That's because and how you were and I had your friend call you a trick the entire episode. <laughs> did you do that one? Was Adney, it, no, no. Adney builds himself up because six days out of the week, his he's mentally tearing himself down. So he needs one <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. This is uh, the throw up cast. So fuck you. Uh, I am your host, Ree, and I like choking on dick. No, but uh, this is the alcoholic cast. Oh, you just We're got broken up with uh, I am Chris Smith. To the right, I got... My name is Adney Barena. And to the left. Stevie, what is it? She was like, you have all these... You have Dak and... Pamela. Abby, isn't it? Pamela. We're going to call her Peggy because I'm sick of the Pamela. Peggy. I'm um, sick of sitting it there too. being like, being all sexy, telling stories about like, ooh, BDS, light BDSM. And then you got me telling stories about, you know. No, that's extreme BDSM, bro. <laughs> that's some fucking shape. We told light bondage, not even light BDSM. Yeah, so that's yeah. a, light BDSM would also be like, 
punching in the face. If you would have came, <laughs> if you would have came, that would have been a way higher niche. It's called emetophilia, homeboy, and it's the arousal being That's puked on. It's arousal so being vomited gross. on. So yeah. you're up, you're up, you're level. Except I wasn't the fuck. I up. wasn't aroused. Okay, as soon as it happened, this I said, you went, oh, "Are you oh, wow. fucking oh, kidding me?" It's not all about you, Chris. And then she's just like the look Maybe on her face. Maybe she's aroused. Like, Maybe the listeners aroused. Just, Maybe just because, just from how I reacted. I immediately felt bad, and she was immediately in the clear because of how poorly I reacted to being thrown up on. You hit her? Of course I didn't hit her. But I was like, oh, bitch, do you realize what you just did? Don't answer that. We got to edit that out. (laughs) Did you realize what you've done? (laughs) She was just like, "Uh, (laughs) dumb and dumber. (laughs) Oh, it was just all bad news. But I still love you, Reeve. And now we get to hear about your road to redemption. Now everyone's going to get to hear from our listeners how many times that's happened to the day. Because I know this isn't a rare thing. This happens. Yeah, I know, because I know someone that got a nickname from it. You do? Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me so at much all. more. Sense yeah, now. up Chuck. I, up I, Chuck. I never oh, knew boy. that's why. Uh, I never knew. She's a listener, so shout out to, no, she's to my two girls. Yeah, they're a listener. Two Man. of them. My two girls. They're a listener. Disney and fucking darkness. <laughs> One of them's got broader shoulders than Stevie. <laughs> Jesus. Most females got broader shoulders than Stevie. <laughs> Chris Smith. Let's get this fucking show started. Let's get the so show on the road. Did you guys hear about the transgender wrestler? I would like to, please. Let's nope. give, throw out some facts <laughs> right now. So, I'm getting mismatched information. So here's what's going on. Uh, it's, it started to be like a big deal because... Um, Huge deal. <laughs> there is a... Um, it's, it's a teenage... Uh, Teenage girl, she's 17, but uh, she's in transition now. Right. Uh, she started doing all the hormone therapy, taking a lot of testosterone to trans, or to uh, you know, transition into a boy. Here's the thing, though, that uh, before this, long before this, she had started wrestling, and now she's like competing on a on like the fucking like country fucking level. She's high, nationals. Yeah, national yeah. level of wrestling, like and kicking everyone's ass. And here's the question: Is like you're in transition, you're in transition. You want to be referred to as a boy. You're taking all this testosterone, which is proven to improve performance in athletics. And she's doing all this and dominating the competition. So is that okay? She's turning into a boy. Is it okay for a boy to be competing in women's wrestling? That's the first one. And then the second one is why can't she compete against boys? There's that argument. Yeah, there's a rule <laughs> stating that you have to go by the sex that's on your birth certificate. Birth certificate. Yep. The birth certificate says girl, Female. so competing in the women's uh, national like wrestling and everything. But it j- it's just unfair because you can see that the effect that the hormones and the testosterone exactly. are having on, on exactly. the body. It's just this giant – it looks like just the a – The body. <laughs> it looks like a fucking giant linebacker. Serious wrestling. Yeah. Um, like that's the tra- what happens like, when that's you the take thing. It's like, That's the thing is – She's transitioning to a he. She wants to be a he. Whoa, whoa you don't know that. <laughs> I know exactly. You don't know which gender she chose? Uh, that's what she said. She's he transitioning. Said. It said. They said? <laughs> it said. So X we're said. Me, X no, said. We're calling him because that's what, because he wants to be referred to as a boy. That's why he's yeah, going he's through the transition. He, yeah. He's doing all this effort for years and years, going through all the therapy to become a boy. It is a he. So he, but the thing is, he, even like, and of course the report said, I said that he wants to compete with the boys, yeah. but they, he keeps having to compete with the girls, and he has this unfair edge because of the testosterone. And this, is, like, this isn't just... Even, even if you're not convinced about the fucking huge line between male athletes and female athletes and this kind of thing, the point is testosterone, taking testosterone improves performance. Yep. 
That's a fucking fact. Like when fight, like fighters, professional fighters, get in a lot of trouble when they take testosterone supplements before fights. Like yeah. that's one of the things that's illegal. TRT is one of the best PEDs that isn't necessarily considered a PED because it's necessary for a man to have. Without testosterone, you're a little fucking bitch. So the more Whoa, t- the more <laughs> testosterone you have, rough. <laughs> the more who, testosterone you have, the more of a man IEDs, you are. Right? But it, 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 it can like it makes you so aggro and so manly. So if you want an example, <laughs> just just got quickly, a weird of you can quickly Google TRT Vitor Belfort versus non TRT Vitor Belfort and TRT Alistair. Overeem versus non-TRT Alistair Overeem and the differences are staggering not only in looks but also in performance now the real Chris question Hensworth is versus Thor look that my up, question homeboy. is why not let him because he's transitioning into be a boy compete with the boys is it only because then you have to do the opposite so if there's a man transitioning into a woman that means that he gets to compete against the women and that's where the controversy and that's comes and in. that's a big thing because we talked about that last year how there was a um a male basketball player who didn't really make it on the college level, but then he started transitioning into a woman and started playing for uh, for women's basketball at the college <laughs> level. Women's basketball, and, that's cute. <laughs> and was actually dominating. He was like just kicking ass, and like she was like just just destroying the competition. It was like, is that really fair? This is someone who spent like what thirty years as a man. Yeah, it was, she was. It was actually very old. Like it was like like wasn't a young like twenty year old. It right. was they were older. What's great? I love this because this is the reverse kind of sexism it's that women can repeat can compete transition they can re- compete with the men because it's a woman transitioning competing with the man but then the man we know are just naturally built stronger most men not all men ladies um <laughs> me specifically i'm weaker than you you could you can cuddle me um, and we're like no sorry that's fucked up you're a dude competing in a woman's sport sorry you can't do that i think it's fucking hilarious that the, the reverse is no sorry the woman can but the guy can't. Yeah, it is. I think it that's kind like, of fucking it, cool that it problem, is that reverse. Everything's a slippery slope whenever you're talking about something like this because as soon as you let one thing happen, you're going to have to allow the opposite to happen. So for me personally, first of all, I don't think that you should be allowing 17-year-olds to decide that they want to be a different gender. I understand that I they might identify that. with that. I think you should at least, there should be a limit, like 21, I, I, here's, here's I the think thing. like I think, 25 well, 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 Time out, guys. Well, well, I think what Chris is alluding to is the fact that we do not let teenagers make life-changing decisions. We encourage them to get educated, go to school, and when they turn 18, they can then make a decision with their lives. That's when they are an adult, is when they are 18 years old. But they're still dumb. That's when they can, that's when they can enlist in the military. That's when they can start smoking. That's when they can live out on their own. They don't need a guardian or a parent anymore to sign contracts. They can get married. So many things are are allowed not allowed until you're 18, and then you gotta wait till 21 to like drink or rent a car or stuff like that. Yeah. 25, so, 25 to rent, rent a car. car yeah. yeah. Or 20. Yeah. My bad. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we tried to go to Vegas, remember? Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's and that's and that's the whole thing is that we put age restrictions on so many things that people are allowed to do. Because we know that your brain is developing so much as a kid. Yep. It's not until 18 we allow you. It seems like an arbitrary number. Yes. Because 25 but at is when that your brain's point, fully you're developed. done with school. You're done with the basic education. That's so you free. Need drugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now you're now you can move on with your life. You can go to college. You can do all this. I think at that point, then you should be allowed. Let the person decide then. Uh, 
Because sometimes you make weird choices as a kid. We all go through phases as kids. I'm not saying that everyone who wants to transition when they're a teenager is just going through a phase. I am not saying that. I'm saying is that they're still not an adult. Their brain is still forming. And when they're 18, then they can start the transition. And I think that would be like healthier for them. And we wouldn't have like weird, I think. And then you avoid this whole entire controversy until you start getting into like the pros and whatnot. And then that's its own problem. Yeah, it I, is that, but like, I, yeah. I like that Adney is like, I'm not saying that it's it's like we're that big podcast. Like Milo Yiannopoulos just said, that, like, <laughs> Adney Barreto said that you're too young to transition. <laughs> Plus, he tweeted, it's like no one gives a fuck about this podcast. <laughs> that's not true. To where we don't have to, to we have to like backtrack. We care. care. Oh, your political podcast. career is that why you're backtracking? <laughs> yeah. We found this fucking quote from 2017. <laughs> Oh man! Whatever, man. It's still, it's still uh, no, I agree. I, I said, said it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking. Uh, it's a comedy show. A kid. A comedy My brain wasn't fully developed at 26. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. So that's a great current. It's got Joe Rogan off off flying off the handle. You got a bunch of. It's causing a, a stir. Where so that's why we that, we, uh, we brought like, it up. Like if you were to like right now after everything that's happened, if you were to able to uh, change, if you had the power to change whatever any rule. What would you do right now with this exact case? What would you want to happen with this case? I think I would set up like a transgender league for wrestling. Like I, I don't think that I would allow. But then them. I don't Wait. think there's enough athletes. That's probably right. You're probably right. So oh, like, any 83 genders is enough. Uh, do, do you, you get do gender you, pronoun? We don't even have enough athletes to make a like a 145 division in women's then MMA. You, then, <laughs> then I probably wouldn't allow because they're all transitioning, transitioning Adney. To, to play sports, they're all transitioning. That's why you can't make a fucking 145, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they won't let them. Like I, I would make it. I guess you'd have to make the decision. Either you want to transition and you give up sports for high school, or you do sports during high school and then you transition afterwards. I guess I would have to do something along those lines. Well, it's really tough with this case because he's so far along. Exactly. In the in the transition, I mean, obviously it's not it's not post op, but everything from the look of it seems like it's like basically a done yeah he's sort almost, of transition. But it's not you. It's not like all sports are out of. You could still be in roller derby if you no. are transgender. That's I love fine. roller derby uh-huh. because I really love roller derby. By the way, uh, not I don't watch it at all unapologetically. <laughs> I really do not. I don't watch, watch it. At it all, I've never seen the it. The reason why I love it is because without roller derby, there'd be so many more crappy chick bands <laughs> out there singing about nonsense. But now they're all in roller derby, so, so it's fine. And, and I just yeah. actually got that from a comedian. I didn't of course know you did. <laughs> I mean, of course I did. Whatever, Amy. <laughs> How dare you? I admitted it. Amy. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the... Amy Breno. Um. So. <laughs> so today, right? So um, I my friend Chris and Travis from work. There, uh, I was like, we should go out to lunch because my friend. Uh, you know Tyler the Creator, by the way. Yeah, I know of Tyler the Creator. My uh, my friend Travis that you met, his girlfriend went to school with him in L.A. <clears> oh really? Yeah. So Dax obsessed him. She freaked out, but. Kaz came and surprised uh, Travis. We went to breakfast the other day. And I was like, she goes back on Friday. Let's all go out to eat so you guys can meet Dak. They never met Dak before. So they didn't write me back. I fall asleep. And usually I put my fucking airplane mode on my goddamn fucking phone. Luckily I didn't. Chris calls me at 11. I'm like, hello? And he goes, dude, we're going to lunch right now. Where are you at? And I was like, dude, what the fuck? He's like, go back and read all the texts. That way when you guys were texting me this morning, asking me stuff, I was still sleeping. Because I stayed up watching Moonlight. Shout out to Moonlight. Um, And... So we're late, right? We wake up, we're fucking late. We show up there about an hour after they were fucking already on their way. So I start bitching at them when we get there talking shit. Get our food, sit down. And then there's, you know, the place is pretty full. Dak is sitting there talking to me. She goes, holy shit, look what Carly sent me. Her friend of hers, best friend in, in Texas. 
And she goes, look at this guy. We went to school with this fucking dude. He's a piece of shit. And like, show me. She goes, this guy, look, read this, read this. And I read it and it said, uh, oh, um, just one month officially with my girlfriend. I, I can't tell you how much I fucking love you and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. I was like, what the fuck? And Doc's like, yeah, one, can you fucking believe that? One, I was like, how long did it take me to say I love you? It's like, like October? <laughs> like yeah, after we started you. talking to her in January? No, but you know, a month? And so I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Look dude? at Kenny and Kaylee. There's, there you go. Sometimes you just know, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> only future you know, will tell. You know, bro. Like, <laughs> it's not about how long you've known a person. It's about how much impact it had. <laughs> doesn't matter if they've only known you for four weeks. They could be more meaningful than someone you've known for four years. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like sitting there and she was like, oh, God, I fucking hate this guy. He, he literally fucking looks at his car like it's a it's a female look at this post and she like shows me a post and it's like oh look at how cute she is playing in the leaves and it's this car parked on leaves oh it's like um our friend who does that with her truck chrome oh yeah she's <laughs> and i make fun of her for it i have, I have the leader online <laughs> um, but she's literally talking shit right and then she told me yeah his name is this and blah blah, blah. and then we're sitting there and the scroll t- i noticed these people are staring at me like right next to me and I'm like, what the fuck? These people keep looking at me. And then finally this girl's like, um, excuse me, sorry to bother you. Did you just say this name, blah, blah, blah? And then Doc was like, yeah. And she goes, that kid right there, the kid that she's talking about is sitting five feet away from us oh, with wow. his girlfriend <laughs> and her friend. <laughs> oh my, dude, it was like. That's awesome. I was like. So you guys got it. Just, you, you're you're like, yeah, better we knew knuckle that. up. Dak was like, hey, Isaac, or whatever to him. And then uh, she was like, do you have a problem with him? She goes, no. And then she goes, then why are you talking? She's like, why are you in his business? She goes, I'm not. My friend from Texas sent me a picture from his girlfriend. And it said, you know, in love in a month. I just thought it's weird. That's what she said. And then she goes, you have a problem? She goes, no, not personally. No problem at all. And she goes, well, that's, that's private. And it's like, well, any, she's, dad goes, well, anything posted on social media is actually not private. So, <laughs> you know, like, boom. And she goes, she goes, you know, no disrespect at all. No disrespect. By the way, no disrespect. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. With all due respect, <laughs> I didn't know you had experimental surgery to have your balls removed. <laughs> but she was like, she was like, no disrespect. And then they look at me like, like ask me and Doc was like, oh, he's not even from here. He doesn't even know. Like, he's no fucking idea who you are. Number one, I was just showing him this. And then she goes, what, what, what are you looking at his picture? She's like, I'm not, I'm not even friends with him. My friend sent it to me. Thought it was funny. And that, that's it basically. And I was like, Dak's about to fight these two bitches and this dude. <laughs> I'm gonna have to fight two bitches and this dude. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> like Dak has been training me, like Mr. Miyagi, making me punch her in the face. <laughs> I can beat the fuck out of this. I'm, I'm ready two for chicks. This. I'm already hit a chick, bro. Yeah. Come on, dude. I spar every both night, you bitches. I will fuck I'm up both of you, hitting bitches. <laughs> Except when I hit you, you're not gonna come. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but dude, it was the most fucking awkward I'd moment. Be super uncomfortable. Most oh, awkward man. moment in my life, and I'm like in the middle eating my burrito. I was like. <laughs> Like, <laughs> let me hurry up and eat this before I ate my out. burrito. Started eating my burrito hella fast, and I was like, "All right, Dak. I mean, d- she has fucking, she has a key, in our key ring. She has like a uh, mace, several weapons. A fucking key, yeah, yeah. She has hella weapons, <laughs> weapons in her car, and she, she don't fuck around. Ooh, watch out, she murdered it she, just now. Yeah, you need to get better mic presence. I know. <laughs> Your fart. It's bad. Um, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it went on for a while. But yeah, I wanted to tell you guys that because how fucking weird is that? Like, tell me that's not the most. How, how? What are the odds of waking up late, going there, her showing me something that her friend sent her last night, and then those people sitting literally like closer than Capone, closer than Capone I'm just stoked that she was like, yeah, yeah, I was talking about you. 
do something. <laughs> she was just like, she was like, and I have no problem with you. I just thought it was weird. That says a month. I got no love. problem with you. I just think you're really dumb. <laughs> I, was like, I think if you're, you can't be upset because you post this stuff online, you should be ready for ridicule. Dude, yeah. you dummy. Dak <laughs> nutted up. And when they looked at me, Dak's like, he has nothing to do with it. Almost like this all it's on me. I was like, and you're like, nope, not me. I don't have anything to do with this. I, was, just I looked over at them. I was like, gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, fucking crazy. So uh, that's the little. So I was looking over like, what you guys get for the appetizers? <laughs> we got the fucking. So <laughs> Buzzfeed texted the Moonlight Kid just met his favorite actor, Andrew Garfield, aka Spider Man. Think about that. What did I just say? The Moonlight Kid. The Moonlight Kid. It's a picture of him, the kid, and then a picture of him hugging Andrew Garfield. The Moonlight Kid just met his favorite actor, Andrew Garfield, they aka didn't say Spider-Man. The kid's act name. Name at all. Not at all. Said it the Moonlight Kid, this just that, right? With the in quotes. And then gave Andrew Ar- Garfield favorite actor, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler got like three qualifiers. <laughs> yeah. Tyler well, the creator texted out his name is Alex Hibbert. And fucking capital letters. And people just freaked the fuck out. BuzzFeed ended up deleting it, but not too early enough. Because she's like, the you Trump can tweets. never delete something You can't online. delete tweets, bro. Once it's tweeted, there's already a hundred people yeah. saw it. Once yeah. you you can't delete. Yeah, it's Simple like, you're so fucked. Burr was actually talking about, can you unsend a text message? No. No, you can't. You're fucked. Once you press send, you're done. And I think, <laughs> without saying, oh, this is the name, I think she puked on my dick is the name of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry to throw it back, but that's kind of like, that's clickbait hella bad. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so, uh, it was, it's the youngest... It's the, it's the, right, yeah, the youngest the first one, one when he played little in the in the first scene in the first couple three scenes, part yeah. yeah um and they ended up deleting it retweeting Alex R Hibbert from Moonlight just met his favorite actor mm. and people were like oh oh so you finally went from the Moonlight kid to saying this his actual name good call like hell of people just like talking shit all like they should have like owned up to like oh and the people like, people like that. People actually screenshotted it and then refocused. Oh, right, we yeah. sent the screenshot of the tweet, of the tweet to yeah. the tweet in the comment <laughs> section, which is fucking gangster. Oh wait, what happened to your first tweet? <laughs> oh man, that's fucking. You know that black kid from that black movie? Well, he's uh, actually a big fan of this really great white actor's name is Andre. Let me tell you about a few of his movies. Mom's from Philadelphia. He's known as being Spider Man, even though he's no longer Spider Man. And yeah. Tom Holland is Spider Man. He was Spider Man one time, though, a couple times. Tom Holland's gonna be better, anyways. <laughs> Doesn't he's already better. Yeah. yeah. Look at fucking. He Civil hasn't War. even had his solo movie yet, and he's already better. Spider. He's already the best Spider. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. Um. And yeah, that's that's all I got. What about it? We had some. Uh, we had some Muslims in the airports. <laughs> <laughs> More Muslims at the airport. We touched on it a couple weeks ago. This part two. Is the legal? Part two. It's okay. This is part two of Muslims at the airport. <laughs> They're trying to get past the NRA and the CBC <laughs> and all of the BCs and ABs. Of the the government. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk now. <laughs> well, um, uh, one of uh, the late great uh, Muhammad Ali's uh, many children, Muhammad Ali Jr., <laughs> was actually detained. Which, was it Junior, 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 or is it Junior? Just, junior. Just or Junior. junior. <laughs> okay. My <laughs> bad. Uh, was detained uh, at the airport uh, coming back into the U.S., because of his name and suspected religion, but he uh, is American, right? Like, oh yeah, he was born yeah. in America. He's American citizen. Um, That's so crazy. You know, he's 
the son of one of probably Ali, the greatest that, sports figure <laughs> like, of he's the like, fucking Mama 20th Ali, century. Why does that sound so familiar? Like the <laughs> fucking, like the security guy? He's like, oh, you know, uh, oh, the, the guy from South Park. Oh, no, no, that, that was the guy that flew the North, the build, North Tower into the plane. <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't read any of the articles. I just, uh, my Twitter feed blew the fuck up with that story. Uh, uh, fight scribes, uh, fighters, commentators bunch of fight fans all just talking about how like him being like uh him being asked uh why is that his name why like mm-hmm. that like why like, are you muslim what is your religion and like him replying why do you why would you even ask me my religion like why where do you think i got my name yeah. from and like trying to explain who he is and having to go through all the rigmarole and all that stuff and like get rid of the truffle shuffle bitch uh, <laughs> truffle shuffle i don't know that's goonies, that's, that's goonies. It's That's boxing too. <laughs> That's Ollie's favorite move in the ring. But I, he lifts just... up his stomach and he. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I know yeah. boxing. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't click on any other articles to actually read all the fucking details. I just like I was like, this is just. We knew this was gonna happen. Like that. That. That's. Did what, I mean, we didn't. We didn't know or... specifically that was gonna happen. Nobody called that out. Like, <laughs> Muhammad Ali's everyone, son. Like, every, I like, guarantee it. Give it six months. <laughs> yeah, everyone was saying that. Like this is like. Let's not forget that. Like Muslims are still our sports heroes and our neighbors and all this kind of stuff. Your sports heroes, <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of thing. And now uh, you got like and like. Oh, uh, we know that you're like if Mom Ali dies, and then like a few months later, it's, I don't know. It's just a weird kind of it, thing. It is because I read the article. I actually read the article because I know more. Um, <laughs> I know more about this topic specifically because I read the article. Okay, this yeah. specific what one, did the article not say? boxing. Okay, what did that particular article say? It said that fuck you, Adney. Uh, <laughs> no, um. He basically, what it said was, when they stopped him, they asked him his name, he gave his name, and then they said, well, you're going to have to come with us. They separated him and his wife, and then his mother as well was also separated. They always travel out of the country, him and his mom, and his fucking wife. He's 44 years old, dude. Yeah. Like, he is a dignitary. And, and an American American passport. Yeah, that's like, And they start asking him shit, and then that's, like, and he said, they put him into a different room, and like, there's just a problem. Hold on here. There's a problem. And then they ask him his religion, and he said that. Why does my religion matter? It doesn't fucking matter at all. And the that idea that's just so funny. Muhammad Ali, I, I wouldn't, I would have pulled him aside. You need to come with me. Can I get an autograph? Uh, <laughs> I recognize your name. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's many Muhammad Ali's. <laughs> Can I ask about your dad? I mean, but uh, I, that's weird because like Muhammad Ali traveled well into his sickness around the world, giving speeches and being a dignitary, being a diplomat. We talked about him like helping fucking American hostages in a really bad situation, and like that's kind of a family thing, and like the family moving and traveling places for also religious purposes, stuff like that. And uh, here they are, having spent so much time in the U.S. and, and for doing things home. for the U.S. Not only that, yeah. what their dad, what their father did for equal rights in this fucking country and in the world is astronomical. It can't be touched on. We've we've talked about it. He just died last, like not even a year ago at all, and it was the biggest thing ever. Everyone was talking about it. White, black, fucking. Pink man, uh, every other color. <laughs> um, everyone talked about it, and it's it was such a huge fucking thing. And he's looked at as an icon and an idol. And I guarantee, even Trump probably we lost a great man, mm. fist up. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably posted the fucking the, the black fucking you know the uh, the emoji. And, uh, but uh, and then that happens. It's like, dude, are you fucking a, kidding me? How can you praise one because you know that? I, like, I don't expect them to look at the guy and automatically know who Sonny is. Like that's kind of. It's unfair to expect that, but it's this what this dud is like because it's such a, a well known figure. It's kind of highlighted what's been going on yeah. to so a lot of people. If it's to someone who's that known, 
Like it, imagine it helped, those it helped, who aren't known. Like it helped, uh, like highlight and like show people, like, no, like, this is what's happening. Like this is a thing that's happening to right everybody. now. Everybody, yeah. American citizens, people who've lived their whole life in this country, are like because of because of their religion, because of a suspected suspect of their religion. All that they're being fucking put to this corner and like put in, they got the nails put in. All that they're targeting stuff. religion more than they are like um, terrorists or like certain groups of people. They're not even like focusing on brown people or what's this type your of religion? Person. They're, they're targeting yeah, religions now. Yeah, and they're trying <laughs> to profile. Name. Where's your carpet? <laughs> <laughs> trying to profile you just by looking at you, but not profiling you like oh he's brown he must be this. They're trying to profile Muslims now. Something. Relatable to me is Habib Namagamadov. He's fighting this weekend, and his parents, his dad, his mom, and his brother all were denied to come no over. No way! And You're what? It's strictly because of just what's happening right now. And guess what? He is. He's a Muslim. He's a white fucking oh, Muslim. I thought it was Mexican. So. <laughs> he's ca- yeah, he's, he's he's from Kazakhstan. Like, you see, like a lot of people. We just talked about it. If you listen to fights, but he's about he's Kazakh, and uh, so yeah, like, and that's you know the the religion is kind of. You know, in the region, but like you're yeah, gonna let one of those, Sasha Baron Cohen like, come here, and you're not gonna let this guy come that's, here. That's another one of the things. It's like no, like this is who we are. Well, that doesn't really matter because we're you know, it's it's a really uncomfortable thing. Just going to talk on about. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. Like, I yeah, Muslims make that. me uncomfortable too. <laughs> 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 that is not why it's uncomfortable. It's, yeah, it's just really. Fucking oh, I did that out. You know what was uncomfortable with the fucking Oscars. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, we're kind of sad and depressed right now because of that so kind of let's, stuff. Let's, so let's, let's make kick it up. Let's kick it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the fucking Oscars, dude. So the Oscars happened. Right? Let's get it. Yeah, I got a little. I got a little song that I wrote for the Oscars last year. He's fucking been, Leo. He's been stalling for time for the past five minutes. <laughs> so we all know that last year, and he's like, you know what? I want you to make something up immediately right now. And I made that Leo song. It's my best work. <laughs> the fucking Leo. You fucking Leo. Dude, that. That was lightning in a bottle. <laughs> Never get it never, again. Never get it again. Never get it again. So I decided to, you know, try it's gonna be time. a lesser song, but why not? Um, and we all know the Oscar shit. We've talked about old men running the Oscars and how like they're out of fucking touch with reality, and how basically we want them to die off so the new generation can get into the Oscars, start creating trans movies and, <laughs> um, you know, movies about pronouns. We want that. We're not getting that. We're getting old people now. So, oh, man. I didn't even get a fucking. I didn't even think of a, of a name for this song. I'm just gonna call it Oscars. I guess. All right. Should we do Oscars? Pot two. No, no, no. You know, let's call it Great Grandpa Oscar. Okay, because they're old as fuck. You guys gonna be on your phones? You guys gonna listen to me sing? I'm listening, I'm boy. The, yeah, though. That page with all the. Hello, great-grandpa Oscar, I think we need to speak. This may come as a shocker, but your ways are quite antique. Your decisions are subjective, though you claim to be progressive. Knew you were out of touch with the rest of us when you casted Jennifer as Mystique. (laughs) Horrible decision. You've been stacking shit in piles and claiming that it's gold. It's clear you've gone senile, it's time to stick you in a home. <laughs> I mean, can you even tell us why you chose wolves over good fellas? Why wasn't your plug pulled when you snubbed Raging Bull? Are you dumb or just overzealous? 
Oh, granddad, you shit the bed with La La Land. I hope your fucking heart stops the next time you take a nap. Instead of Pulp Fiction or Shawshank Redemption, you chose Tom Hanks with low comprehension. <laughs> you want to talk some real crap? Suicide Squad now has as many Oscars as fucking Leo fucking <laughs> decaps. Whoa! Okay, alright, so last year, um, <coughs> as soon as the Oscars happened, we did a whole episode about it, uh, because we've believed for a while that... We believed in the Oscars. <laughs> that they almost always get it wrong. Shit the bed, every time. And uh, It's funny, this old man. <laughs> like we said last year, uh, and we're going to reiterate now, is that if you go back and look at um, all the Oscars that have happened for the past fucking 20 years... And more than that, past fucking fifty years, eighty-nine years. Yeah, you look at the winner and you look at the movies nominated. There's a huge difference. Huge. You will most yeah. likely not really remember or love that much the winner, but there's a movie in the nominees. Maybe they didn't get nominated at all. That fucking killed it. Like Stevie named a couple of like the perf- best examples. In 1990, Best Picture went to Dances with Wolves, which is a hor- Watch it now. It's horrible. Meanwhile, Goodfellas came out that year. Probably the best mob movie ever. You, you yeah. can still go back and actually love watching Goodfellas. I rewatch Dude, it all the fucking time, and it's still amazing. It's a perfect movie. I named, <laughs> I named three of the most fucking most watchable movies. Four of them, actually. Yeah, four of the most yeah, watchable movies. 1994, fucking uh, Forrest Gump. People are like, but I love that movie. It's still – it's okay. I understand why you like it. I like it too. It's fun I to watch. Like it. But it's not a perfect made movie. It's not the best movie. It's You can't compare it to Pulp Fiction – and fucking Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Both those movies are endlessly rewatchable, and they actually hold up. Forrest Gump is silly and goofy. Now it was a, it was considered a serious, a spectacle film, an emotionally impact. It's like a very important movie back in the day. Not anymore. Those other two movies are, and they still give you feelings that are like they're just better made. And movies. those two and movies are on the top of almost every fucking list that you pull up. Any fucking list, whether it's from IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Roger Ebert, it doesn't matter. Those two movies are on the top ten. Is Forrest? Usually not. It's usually no. not up there. It's just no. a fun rock of a, a movie now. Movie. Yeah, and I also named Raging Bull, which got stomped yeah. out by what is it, Opposite People or something like that. I don't remember. I think I, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was like Opposite People or something that. What? I'd never even heard of that movie. The, any, the fact that anything could beat Raging Bull is fucking stupid. Yeah. The only thing Scorsese that could, got snubbed. The only thing that deserved to beat Raging Bull was other Scorsese movies. <laughs> didn't come out. The that only year. thing that could beat Raging Bull was Robert, fucking Robert De Niro's character fighting in Raging Bull. <laughs> he could beat the shit out of Raging Bull. But okay, so um, this happened for a long time, and uh, Oscars just happened, and we talked like a couple of weeks ago. We predicted who would win and how it's gonna be bullshit. Oh, by the way, I mentioned that in the thing. Isn't that fucking weird that Suicide Squad now has the same amount of Oscars as Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, that's a that, fucking that, that, shame. How the fuck is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. How is that a thing? You said Ordinary People? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what the movie was. That beat out Raging Bull, Ordinary People. I want to, real quick, I had told you guys that I think the best animated movie of the year is Moana. Mm-hmm. And I also said the best animated short of the year happened right before Moana. It's called Inner Workings. Neither of those movies won anything, and I'm really upset about it. Yeah, that. inner working is just like one of those cameras that get shoved into the vagina. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like you're going through their canal. Uh, definitely, look, you can watch the whole thing of inner workings on YouTube. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's all about. <laughs> it's all about the battle between the heart and the mind, and how 
you, like your mind keeps telling you to work the same dead end job, be stuck in it because that's security. Security is the number thing that matters. Meanwhile, your heart is slowly dying because you don't get to enjoy any of your life because you're so stuck in that mundane scheduled life. Um, and basically trying to like, you can't, you don't want to just be free and just be wild and crazy, but you need to be able to find a balance. Whatever that balance is, you need to find it. You need to make time in your life to enjoy it. And uh, that is definitely, I think, the best short yeah. fucking animated film. Best That's short film. Awesome. Period. I love year. that. Just, the, just... the award went to Piper, which is like the seagull movie that happened before. It was on. Is in front of uh, Finding Dory, and it was just it written was by just, Steven Seagal. It was, sappy, <laughs> it was sappy and dumb. So I've worked with win. seagulls for like thirty five years. <laughs> <laughs> I predicted that uh, Zootopia would win best animated did, film um, because it, it's really it's like it's about you know. Uh, racism kind of and it's about you know judging the book by the cover all that kind of thing and it kind of really important now I thought it's like they're probably going to pick that because of subject material not necessarily because it was the best made movie and that's what happens Utopia 1 best animated film even though I think that both Kubo and Moana were better movies agreed I want to see Kubo I've seen I almost watched all the animated ones and I did not watch all the best pictures you made a good decision listen (laughs) (laughs) because there's only really three that were like in contention, three animated movies, so they're easy to watch. And they're yeah. all actually fun. If they were in the same, if they did no animated and no best picture separation, if the animated movies were in the same discussion as the other nine that were nominated for best film, one of the animated movies would have still won. <laughs> okay, listen, listen to me, <laughs> listeners. They're so much better. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, when you, when you think about it, when you think about how many movies you've rewatched, Think about animated movies. You, people don't really think about that. How many times I rewatched an animated movie? I have seen Monsters Inc. probably more than most movies I've ever seen in my fucking life. I have rewatched Monsters that movie Inc., Toy so Story, fucking much. I Cars. love I Monsters Cars Inc. a lot. Lilo Cars. I'm sorry, that's no, Cars sucks. <laughs> but um, Monsters Inc. Dude, it's fucking incredible. It's one of my. I've talked about it before. It's one of my favorite Pixar. Probably my favorite Pixar movie of all time. I love the premise. Everything. I think it's a genius idea. Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's such an original idea. Yeah. And like the actual story of some like I'm took a, something. It's like kids it's, are kids are scared yeah. of monsters in the closet. And it made it like it turned like it's a it's a movie for kids where kids are afraid of monsters. Like you said, kids are afraid of monsters, and they turn that idea of these kids being a friend of their own imagination and what they imagine is in there is lurking after them. It's like no, they're not actually going to hurt you. They're actually afraid of you. It's the same thing we're taught through nature shows our entire life that the animals that are the scariest are actually afraid of us. And it's like we're gonna put that and affect their imagination in that way, and it makes kids like easier to connect with. It's like, oh, here's this story about a kid who's usually afraid of monsters, but yet she's in that world, and now she can. It's it's that it's a great fucking movie. dude. It's but, fucking incredible, man. But it didn't come out this year, so that's that's a Tarantino <laughs> award right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, no fucking no. What is it? No wasted dialogue that we made up. I was joking, clearly. Uh, but uh, anyways. Uh, the animated movies that came out this past year were absolutely fantastic. Well, stop uh, animate. What is it? Stop Zootopia, animation. Not, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to talk shit on Zootopia. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that if you like Zootopia, please check out fucking Kubo and the Two Strings and then Moana because I think that I, I love. Think, Moana. I definitely think they're better. I love Moana's the music in Moana. Like I like musicals we, written by a fucking Tony Award winning motherfucker. That Lin-Manuel was Miranda, dude. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that Moana should have won best musicals. Moana should have won best musicals. Sorry, I don't give a yeah, fuck, dude. Way better than La La Land. Such a better musical than La La Land. And I know you could argue that Moana, the actual character, is a bit of a uh, Mary Sue, I think the term is, where like a lot of things are handed to her because the ocean is basically on her side and she helps her out. The ocean basically helps her out. But at the end of the day, she's still the driving force of the story and she like 
her motivations are clear. What she does is she puts a lot of hard work. Not everything, not yeah. everything is given to her. No, no, she, she, she went out there on her own. She broke her father's vow. Her grandma helped her by saying, "Go and do this." Like she, she definitely she had help stayed from at home. The, she had the help from the ocean goddess, yeah. but she had to do so much of it on her own. And the whole thing about her dealing with uh, the rocks character, she and broke everything. her family. Like she, she basically was looked upon like. You're ne- her dad like you're not gonna do this because he had his own demons to fight she went against that and said fuck that I'm going out on my own it's almost, it's a call to adventure the ocean gave her the call to adventure so did her grandma sort of thing and like, that's you not, have it's not to just that this. it's also like during the adventure the ocean helps her out but the, yeah, at the end of the day like she does all the movie rests on her decisions her decisions drive the entire plot along and like the decisions of all the characters are so well done and they're so well articulated even better than in Kubo the intentions of all the characters are well defined, not just oh the mother loves the child. Yeah. And like, the is, father's the father's like I decisions and I, decisions. I didn't get to see Moana yet. And this really, really but wants the to father watch it, in so. uh, Kubo and the Two Strings played by fucking, I'm not a spoiler, never mind. <laughs> but the father like his all of his intentions aren't that clear. Uh, the bad guy's intentions get made clear, which are really cool. Right. I like I love that. But like not everyone's like motivations are as clear as they are in Moana. Yeah, it, it, well, it's a little bit of reading in between the lines with Kubo for I, sure. I think that's why Moana didn't really win much because the Academy doesn't like when women make decisions. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's why I like, can't give it to him. Utopia is the, the main character. The like Academy that. only likes it if it's beat over your head throughout the entire movie. Oh, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get that's it? True. Did you get it? Did you get it? Huh? Everything has to be there. So he is over there beating that dead horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything has to be so on the nose Jay in Fox. order for you to win. It's <laughs> and so fucking yeah, bad. and. and and fucking Zootopia's story is so, like Chris is saying, it's beaten over your head that, like, do not judge a book by its cover. Mm. They might as well just say that in yeah. subliminal messages <laughs> every 10 minutes in the movie. But at the same time, it's a great, charming movie. I'm not going to lie. I, enjoy, I I liked the movie. I'm going to tell you that I, could, I watched that one time, turned it on, and I got all the way through it. Silence, I turned on three fucking times and still <laughs> have not gotten through it. And that's Moonlight one of your favorite, turned on two times. And that's times. one of your favorite fucking directors, and that was his passion project, and you still couldn't get through it. That shows something. It's just, it's it's too slow, and there's also the whole entire religious tone. I am over God, and everybody <laughs> praising God, and just being like, well, without God, this wouldn't be possible. And I half s- of the fucking movies that were nominated for Best Picture are all about God and yep. religion. Religion. The whole entire premise of Hacksaw Ridge is the only way he was able to get all those people was because he had the Lord what? with him. When really, no, it was his will. It was his that's will. What, that's what I mean. I to watched do it, it and I saw something a little bit different. I understand, like the whole thing of him, like being a uh, he super religious man. He's a, um, that the, was just what, a vessel. Like yeah, that yeah. just allowed that wasn't, him that to wasn't, do it. That's the whole thing. Uh, people, I don't want to scare people away from seeing Hacksaw Ridge because I actually genuinely liked it. It wasn't religious. I thought it was going to be when you explained it to me. Religious in the sense to where he couldn't have done it without God, meaning like miracles were happening. God was giving him like the ocean in Moana or Moana, but it wasn't like that at all. His own will and his own attitude. He was just like, he assumes that God has the answer for everything, that God knows everything that's going to happen before it happens sort of thing to where he's like, God, just give me one more. Like God is in there with him. And I love that he talks about that in the movie. I love in the movie. He specifically says well, it's not a conversation. He says yeah, that yeah. to the guy because like, they're trying to figure out if he's mentally ill because he doesn't want to... Spoilers, he doesn't want to go into war or he wants to go into war without a weapon as a medic. And it's that's in the trailer, clearly. But they're trying to get him out of the war because they don't want him to fucking go in there without a weapon. And that's the whole thing. It's this kid struggling with his own religion, like being so adamant about this is what I believe. I'm a not... What is it? Objective? Or uh, not, conscientious objector. Con- conscientious objector. I couldn't figure out the word. I'm a conscientious objector and I don't want to go out or don't want to go there with a weapon. It's against my religion to hold a weapon. He but was then a that was, seven day in turn, that was causing his entire platoon and everything to look 
poorly upon him because they're like, oh, so you don't think we're the same way? We're, we don't want to go over there and kill people. We're men of God as well, but you have to do what you have to do. But the, also, they were trying to say that we, they didn't want him there because it's like, well, if you're supposed to have my back. We're brothers. Right. If I'm out there with a gun and you're out there with your fists, you can't you can't it's run a up fair, and stop a fucking bullet. fair argument. Good fucking yeah, argument. Yeah. Good argument. But that's the whole thing. He's looked down upon the entire fucking movie. And the movie is kind of short in the sense of like moving along. Like if you think about Saving slow Private paced. Ryan. Yeah, it's slow paced in not in the sense it's of like slow until paced. it gets to war. Well, that's, Once it's in war, it's it's slow, well, no, slow burn. No, yeah. that, that's what I mean by the slow pace. Not that it's a, it's a boring movie, slow pace, but the miles that they track. Like if you look at Saving Private Ryan, they're going through this whole thing, Hyrule, to get to Ryan, you know what I mean? In this, they're just trying to get over this ridge. They bring it up in the beginning. They, nobody's been able to get to this ridge. If we can get over this ridge, we can defeat Japan. We can go to Tokonawa. They're the name of the places, and that's the whole idea. And then you see what happens in the movie. So they're stuck on this same plane of on the ground up here, through the ridge, and then up top. And that's all the movie is right there. And the movie happens, it almost seems like it happens in two days. But like the outcome the of war what happens yeah, in yeah. two days. That's but pretty seemed, fascinating. Yeah, but, the, but the outcome that this guy had on such a short amount of time yeah, yeah. was what was so important. It was somebody who the military had a problem with. And then what he ended up doing in this outcome of just two fucking days was beyond belief like you cannot fucking believe no, this. you gotta give it to this warrior it's a great story but they had the his driving factor for him it was God God so, helped me like, do this so I just so, so the listeners are clear I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge I'm the only one in the group that didn't see Hacksaw Ridge but uh, I wanted so, to wait, ask, hold on let's okay let's go let's go okay. so we did I want to talk about we did. I wanted to ask you guys what your favorite of all the uh, the movies, ones that I watched the movies that were nominated for best picture of the year which one was your favorite Okay, so what, are, what we were had the nominations? What we yeah. had was uh, Lion, didn't watch, Silence, didn't watch Fences, didn't watch Hell or High Water, didn't watch Hacksaw Ridge, watch Moonlight, watch La La Land, didn't watch. <laughs> Did you say Hidden Figures? Already? I watched. You watch Hidden it. Figures. You hated it. So I knew I'd hate it. <laughs> Hidden Figures didn't watch. There might Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea. I watched the first fifty minutes. So what's the common Manchester theme by the sea wins. in all of those fucking <laughs> Arrival. movies? Arrival's the best. I oh, think yeah, Arrival. Arrival. Arrival's the one that won. But they're all fucking arc. sad. Like, out of all ten of them, they're all dramas besides, like, three of them. Arrival. They are. Even Hacksaw Ridge is pretty fucking depressing. Well, you gotta think about this. Dramas win over... Well, I mean, like I said, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yes, they are. It's, Hold on, it's kind of like, fun. Hidden Figures isn't really depressing. No, I That's agree. What I'm saying. So there's That's another what I'm saying. one. That's why there's I said it's two. a lighthearted one. And Arrival is... It has a somber tone to it, but at the end, it's very uplifting. Yeah, it's it like, is. It has a positive look look towards the future and towards towards the future, and not like just something different. And Correct. Don't judge a book by its Hell cover. Hell or high water. Also, I wouldn't say it is totes that the depressed. line. It yeah, definitely tells the line. Yes, it's not like it's, it's not that. <laughs> like when I was watching it, I was like, "Is this going to turn into like a No Country for Old Men nihilistic yeah, film?" And it did it. It was very lighthearted. It ended on this really interesting tone between fucking uh, Jeff Bridges yeah, and Chris Pine. And I don't know, Wait, man. I really wish. I would have watched Fences just so I could have a nice perspective on if Viola Davis should have won out over Jeff Bridges because Jeff Bridges no, that's, that's male and female ama- oh you're right you're right you're right yeah well, Jeff what's, Bridges well, still well, well, what's the difference is there a difference <laughs> that, we no, that the whole way Hidden Figures I didn't watch it but let me guess the black girls show up right and no one accepts them right, <laughs> right? you're good you're and then good, they start good. then they start like working with stuff working with math and then then you know someone like breaks down a bathroom sign everyone's the same equality yeah, and they good, make it good. to space right <laughs> roll yeah. credits 
Pretty much. All right. <laughs> but it was only due to those three black women. Oh, yeah, it was only the three black okay, women. So yeah, not yeah. the hundreds of people in pictures. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Just the three black women. Okay, so listen. Um, the I ones that are in the back of the, you know, space program. <laughs> like I said, I didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see Hacksaw Ridge. I didn't see Silence. And I didn't see uh, Lion. But I saw the others. Uh, oh, here, here, here's Lion. Oh, I'm a boy. Oh, my family left me. Oh, some random dude picked me up. Oh, I have a great life for 25 years. Now I'm going to go back over and see what happened to my family. Wait, so that's Lion. So it's Lion King live action? That's <laughs> 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 basically what you just said. Okay, like, so... Uh, they shorten the title? <laughs> what's... Uh, he's out. What's Silence actually about? So Silence is about this priest who's in this fucking... You, you, can, you can tell him, but from what I got out of it, it was about this priest who is somewhere where he didn't belong and these other priests were essentially going over to rescue him and as far as i could get was like these other priests journey getting over to him but they have a million fucking stops on the way of getting to him and it just bogs the story down so i couldn't fucking get past (laughs) the first like 30 minutes it's in the era of the catholic church this is like a while uh, like a while back it has the actor from uh um the new Star Wars, the the before Rogue One, what's his name? Kylo Ren, the, the guy. Kylo Ren. Oh, he was in the military. Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah and then Adam it has Driver. fucking Andrew, Andrew Garfield, Garfield, which Andrew Garfield's killing it this year. Seriously. Okay, so it's, it's, well, dude, he just got like dumped by Emma Stone, so he's gonna be doing <laughs> these emotional roles. For uh, but most, it's a, it's Scorsese movie. It's his passion project, like I talked about. It's it's a religious piece, but the whole thing is is like oh, yeah. that might be why it Everything. turned me off, just because no. it was so it's so religious that half the time I didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. I think you should get automatically docked if you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Just telling your movie. So it's it's about this guy who basically wanted to go spread the word of Christ. So where does he go? Places that don't have religion, like Asia. And uh, no, he goes to. I'm not sure if it's Japan. He goes to some. Those poor savages. They don't know the word of God. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jesus. Liam Nelson. Blonde. The, Liam Neeson. You mean? Dirty. Liam Neeson, blonde. Yeah. Haired. Long. Swimmer. So, body. <laughs> it's Liam Neeson. It's taken three, taken four. Liam Neeson goes over there, gets taken by the Asians, and then Garfield and fucking exactly. what's his name have to go over there and catch him or go get him back. Go get him back. But the whole thing is, listen, he goes over there to spread the word of Christ. <laughs> so Ra's al Ghul gets kidnapped by the Chinese and yeah. Spider Man has to. <laughs> 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 okay, fuck that movie. Okay, so here's a. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> What? It's, I mean, he That's nailed it. Okay, so. Russell Gould and Kylo Ren have to go <laughs> save him from the fucking. That, I mean, that sounds From kind the of, fucking enemies of Doctor Strange. Sounds kind of brilliant, but whatever. Like, like, there were certain, just within the first 30 to 45 minutes that I was able to watch, the cinematography is beautiful. It has a really fucking cool tone to it. It's really That's a question that I wanted to ask you specifically um, is. What movie that you saw had the best cinematography? Because you would know. You Hell know or High Water all day. Hell or yeah? High Water. Yeah, Hell or All those nice deep planes. And then Do you, you know have the really won? shallow folk. Yeah, it was fucking... Uh, La La Land. La La Land. <laughs> and that doesn't surprise me because it's essentially like Birdman where the entire thing's on a steady cam, and that takes a lot of skill because you're constantly moving in the frame so you're having stuff positioned in certain fucking spots so when you're passing, you can... I can It's I can a lot of setup before yeah, you turn exactly. on the camera. You have to set it up Just like Birdman. three fucking hours. Like Birdman had the straight... And you get one shot, yeah. fucking 20 second shot because they're trying it. to do this Broadway musical thing where there's not going to be a lot of cuts or whatever I think it's fucking stupid I think it's cheating because it might as well be a Steadicam award that's what it is the Steadicam award not a cinematography yeah. it's not a cinematography it's not like yeah. the DP sitting there it's messing not, with the lights like, they're not giving you beautiful shots they're just beautiful like, imagery this is, no. this is really hard to do she exactly. should give me an award not like, I did the best that's exactly art, what it which is which is what it should be yeah. that's what the award is for the best not the hard I, I did the hard way and that yeah. was fuck you that was the whole thing with the Scorsese silence film 
film is the fact that the cinematography is incredible. It is, it is incredible. Everybody the talks story about even the shots. shots. It's it's so slow. Yeah, it man. is. It's it is so yeah, slow. Of and you, you have to know a lot. By the fucking in, you can tell. You by have the to trailer. know a lot about religion and fucking Catholicism because half the conversations that they're having, I couldn't keep up with because they're using terms that I'm not familiar with. So it's like, uh, okay, um, it gets super convoluted and bogged they down. They use words like God and, <laughs> no, and faith. And, you know what I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit. Weird stuff. Yeah. I didn't know there was ghosts like in the they, they, He's like, gets into it. And morality. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I want to go quick, like, give my quick little, um, cause, case, because probably a lot of listeners who didn't watch all the movies. Um, so Arrival was my favorite of Arrival. the nominees. Uh, and what that basically is, what that's the story is, if it is like there's an alien invasion movie, but instead of going your typical Independence Day, War of the Worlds, um, signs style movie where the aliens are here to fucking kill us and take our resources or whatever the fuck that is, like they're the enemy, the technolo- technologically advanced race that's going to kill us that we have to fight against. No, it's all about a story of communication. It's about the aliens coming here and they're curious about us. Um, they f- like, and it's, we have the most brilliant linguist in the world is brought to the aliens with this, you know, with other great scientific minds. That's who the heroes of the story are, are the minds that we possess here in the world. It's not Which, our brute strength. It's not our greatest fighter pilots, Will Smith. It's not <laughs> the greatest it's not, of all time. It's not our single dads doing their best Tom Cruise. <laughs> That's a Trump thing. Mel the greatest father. We're going to send over our greatest fucking fighter pilot. Let's see, so it's, 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 not, it's not about that. It's not about the manliest guy is going to fight against it. No, the, the main character um, is just a brilliant scientific mind played <sighs> Amy by Amy Adams. Who's trying to understand them. It's not about we need to fucking beat them. It's about we need to try to understand them and create a bridge. We need to figure out a way to communicate with them. And in every movie about aliens, it's the aliens speak just a different weird language that it's, we don't under really understand. This movie takes a very interesting look at it. The aliens do not speak. They do not have mouths. Because it, it plays on the, on the theory that because if there's life somewhere in the universe, it doesn't mean that life form will be anything like our life form. It could be something so out of the fucking box that we have no idea what it is. And these aliens, they do not speak. What they do is like they're like giant squids and they spew like gas ink, out of their tentacles. Yeah, like it's like ink. ink yeah. It's like ink circles. And like they, That's like, why they call them that. They call them that yeah. certain name because it's like um, a zephlopod. Zephlopod, oh, right, for instance, yeah. it's like octopus. And like, and when, they sh- yeah. when they shoot like the little ink smoke out of their tentacles, it creates a circle. And the circle has these weird like it, – it's a, it's a circle shape, but it has like these weird like streaks that Run go off. Run off streaks, and, yeah. And like dots and everything. And like they're like – that's how they communicate by these weird circles that look like fucking coffee stains on your fucking table. Well, first off, they well, couldn't they couldn't communicate with them at all until they got Amy. Like, I know. I know what I'm saying. I know. I know. I know that. So we're, we're, at, the, we're at that point. I got you. But – um. And they slowly have to figure out what these circles mean. And, like, all that movie with the core of that story is is just not being – don't let the attack be your first response. Yeah. Let your, No matter how different a culture may be, no matter how different a person may be, there is a bridge you can make and there is a communication you can make. And they can turn into your ally. Like, throughout history, like, you would think someone is your enemy. You never really eradicate them. What you do is you end up becoming peace. That's something that Star Trek did really well. One season or one – like, oh, the Klingons are all the enemy. Then the next thing you know, next generation, oh, the Klingons are on the ship. 
your allies now. You make peace. And yeah. that's kind of what that story promotes is making peace and understanding. And it was just done in such an original, fantastic way. That's why I loved it so much. And I, dude, I cannot fucking agree more. And I love the, even the fact that, because she's very adamant about, no, let me speak to them. Let me figure this out. Because one of the first words they find out is the word, like, weapon. They, they one of, well, after they found out a lot of words, then one of the first thing they, she figures out learning the language is that we want to give you a weapon or the word weapons in there. But what, how we see the word weapon could be different to how they yeah, see like the they, word they were weapon. trying to give us a tool. Yeah, a tool. And yeah. we interpret it as weapon. And that really speaks to us as, as, a, as a species that we think to weapon first. And that's how we interpret things because we are pretty fucking violent. Like that's what we see. And we talked about how language interprets the way we think. And like it's just a really fascinating yeah. study on language. And uh, so that's, that's Arrival. Um, an, it was it was amazing. Dude, I like I how they it. tapped into the whole um, time, and not it being uh, non-linear. That was amazing, in my opinion. Me, and that me was too. Very, it really brought yeah, the whole movie. The whole movie upon itself circled upon itself. Yeah, I, wanna, yeah. well, I just wanted to bring up this one little part. It could have like the in the movie, not the movie had to be made a certain way, but the. In the movie, if they would have gotten that other dude, it probably wouldn't have ended up like that. There'd been a been a war. We would have lost oh, sure. holding because remember they said like, oh well. You know, she 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 was like, "Are you gonna go to this other linguistics guy in in you know the states?" And he goes, "Yeah." She was ask him what the word war means in this language or whatever, and he says it. And the guy the guy comes back and asks her, and then she gives the answer. And well, he got it wrong, so she ended up being the linguistics role. But I thought that was so cool. Like she didn't want to do it at first, and then she went and did it, and it was the greatest thing that could have happened because she saved the world. It was fucking yeah. really cool, man. Oh, it was, it was really interesting. And like, and, 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 like and like what Stevie said, like, beautiful. I don't know, obviously what Chris said about uh, them messing with time and how time is cyclical. Like these beings are like who interpret language differently. Like their type of language also helps them interpret time differently. Time is all cyclical to them and everything happens at once and they can basically see what's going to happen before it happens. And because of that language, because they are able, the gift that they're giving, the tool that they're giving is their language. That's something you aren't thinking. Like their language is their tool and their gift because it allows Amy Adams to like basically see beyond what she can see Let's just in see her past, present, future. Yeah, it's and which the, the, sick the, as fuck. And the payoff was in the beginning when she first meets the scientist, um, J Jeremy, Justin, Renner. Jeremy Renner. And Jeremy Renner reads her a quote from her own book. Mm -hmm. Oh, it says here that if you in engulf yourself or if you introduce yourself into somebody else's language, you rewire your brain and you start thinking like them. And that was just the beginning of her book, and you don't realize until the end of the that movie that's such, like, that such a great check yeah, yeah. It's perfect, perfect check off. Perfect yeah. foreshadowing. Yep. Like, that's how you make a movie, guys. Yeah. It's amazing. But what it really did, though, it paid off so well. Out of everything, and like I love what it do a ton, but what it really did is it really gave me a finer appreciation for people who are bilingual. Dude, what? Yeah. I, 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 I always, we, we've always talked about how dumb it is in America, how we're like, Ah, uh, you won't need to learn speak English, speak American. All this shit. It's easier in Europe because the fact that every country's so close together. I mean, every single one is right there. In a lot of like German languages, like um, like Polish, German. People in Europe, like Germany especially, are so quick to learn like ten other languages because they're know they're going to be traveling because they're they so grow up small. With it. Yeah, they grow up yeah. knowing it's a necessity. Yeah, and there's yeah. people are not aren't going to learn theirs, so they have to learn theirs. And what I love that they the aliens in the movie made it to where twelve pieces basically had to be put together. It was like a work together, just because of your difference. Put your differences aside and work together for the benefit of humanity. Yeah, they basically forced human beings. They didn't just go to Amy Adams. They yeah. it was it was all across the world in like seemingly random locations in order to force humanity to work together for fucking once. And I think that was the most beautiful part of it because it showed the it shows brilliant. And it showed the three well the three most power hungry countries. It showed Russia, China. 
Janet and mm-hmm. uh, and here and then it, like they were the first one to to drop off. They wanted to go to war and then America too. They were right there with them. Even the the whole setup, you know, with it was all you know, all the military leaders are so afraid the other military leaders are going to go to war that yeah. they're going to go to war. It's right. the whole like nuclear fucking arms race again. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, um, that, but so yeah, that, we've spilled off the morale. Sorry, it's there exciting. Are, Every other movie sucks. Move on to the next topic. That's what we were saying. Like we we do like it's definitely like my favorite movie of the nominations. Um. You did have, uh, like, like you said, I'm in a Hidden Figures, which is like a, probably the most lighthearted movie that of all the nominations. It's very like there's laughs from the beginning throughout. My problem with it was that it feels like the message is beaten over your head a lot. There's no real room for subtlety in this film. I understand what they're trying to do. It was a very important story that needed to be told, but I felt like they were trying to hold our hand a lot. And it's like a movie that's going to be shown in third grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Third grade classrooms. Yeah, well, can we can we yeah. just all agree real fast that due to the backlash of last year's Oscars, so I, white that we kind the compendium kind of swung a little bit too hard. I said like, that. I'm the one that said it. I'm the one that said it. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I always say everything before anybody else. I told you that's the way I do. Like even no. if you put up last year and this year's um, nominations, I feel like most of last year's just as movies are probably gonna beat out the majority of this year's movies. Well, what I think it is, okay, so that's the same thing. So I, I, I was, I, I'm, I was excited when I was like, when I thought of that. But it's clearly it's not just me. It's all you guys. We all did it together. We're Americans. But, um, <laughs> so when I, when I was talking to Dak, I was talking to Dak on the phone last night, and I was telling her, um, because before we watched Moonlight, I was heading over there, and I was like, I think it's an overcorrection, hands down. It's the pendulum swing, like we say, swinging to the other side. Because of last year, it almost seems like. Hey, hey, we we support the black people, but it's still that's no, still no, wrong. No, no, no. It's still wrong. Here's the thing: I, I think that the hidden figures, the way hidden figures was made, that's where the overcorrection. I'm not was. seeing hidden. Are you, uh, okay, yes, no, so, 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 I, let me finish. My bad. Is that not just? It wasn't like the fact that like there's a bunch of movies with a bunch of black characters. That's not the overcorrection. I don't think it is. Um, I think that actually fences. You guys didn't see it, but it's a better movie than Hidden Figures in my mind. I don't watch black movies because <laughs> what fences is is like it was a play that Denzel Washington was in, and then he brought it to life. This is a, a role he's been playing for forever. It's a passion uh, piece, right? That's what. Yeah, yeah, and it like and it's it's all one location. It's in his home, and it's him at a time. It's in the fifties, and it's him dealing not only with. Racism. Not only dealing with racism, but like he, he's married, and of course, you know, Jim, he has Jim like his son, him dealing with trying to raise kids and trying to do the right thing, what he thinks is right. Him, it's about parenthood, um, it, it's about racism, it's about parenthood, it's about thinking you're doing the right thing, it's about hard work, earning everything. The whole fences thing, it's like throughout the movie, he's actually trying to build the fence and he's trying mm-hmm. to get his son to do it with him and learn on his own and like learn. I'm going to teach you how to build this fence. And it's also talking about the fences of society because throughout the movie, his son is this very talented football player and he wants to play. He wants to go to college and his, and Denzel Washington is just constantly yelling at him. He thinks he's in the right. He thinks he's doing what's right for his son by telling him, do not go out there. The white man is never going to let you play because as it turns out, Denzel Washington was an incredible baseball player. But he never got to play in the major leagues because of the colored line. He talks about Jackie Robinson. How I was way better than Jackie Robinson. But I was way better than him. <laughs> fuck Jackie Robinson. Fuck Jackie. Yo, fuck Jackie. What about, what about Joe Lewis? What about and, Joe Lewis? And, he, and he's constantly telling his son, like, they, if they wouldn't let me in there, they're not going to let you in there. It doesn't matter how good you are. The white man is never oh, going to let you. Oh, it's jealousy in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And his son calls him out on it. It's, just really, it's one of the really powerful scenes in the movie where his son, which was re- the, the son did a really good job acting. Uh, like basically like you're only afraid because of what happened to you you never Damn. made it you never got your shot and be you're jealous that I'll be better than you Fuck. that's your real problem and like I think that uh, 
The movie is done really well. Like we said, it's one location. It's so dialogue driven, and you get uh, Denzel Washington talks fast a lot. That's like the style of the play, and it's really uh, it's dead on for the time. I don't the the fast side is the bottom. I think it kind of fits with the era and like his attitude because he's very flawed. He's not the perfect. Stay with the stay with like he's not, he's not <laughs> yeah. like this perfect dad who's all wise and everything. He he drinks too much. Which is the black he, trope which we hate. Yeah, he's the he's wise a, black. No, he, he's yeah. he's a bit of an asshole. He does the wrong thing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He fucking cheats on his wife, and he he's tortured by it. But he's like he's and he knows he's like he talks about how he knows. His wife Viola Davis is a perfect woman, and like he fucked up, and like he's going through it. It's him trying to come to terms with his life and his decisions that he's made. He's trying as hard as he can to keep his kids from making those same mistakes, and yet he sees them going towards it, and he tries to prevent it going, but he does it the wrong way. He's a flawed how, human being, and how that affects relationship with his kids. I think this is really a very fucking well done movie. I think it's pretty fucking great. Um, it wasn't my favorite. Well, obviously, like I said, Arrival was. I think it was a better movie than fucking La La Land and fucking Hidden Figures. Probably better than fucking Silence and Hacksaw Ridge. Hidden um, Fences, you mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, but yeah, um, fucked up to the, this. It, fuck, they fucked up this year. And it's like Tinsel Ocean is a phenomenal actor. Let him act at you for two hours. Just let him do it. it. I love that. I love that they fumbled the ball so hard. Like the Academy, not only about like, hidden fences, you hidden fences. Remember the whole thing, and they fucking gave the whole fuck up at the end. It's like you not only like yeah, black people killed it this year, but you fucked it up by fumbling the ball this year. You know what I mean? Like hell bad. You were the well, quarterback, I mean, and you kept stumbling. Like I brought this up. Up last year as well when a movie wins okay this is what i don't understand about best picture best picture means you did everything else right that means you did the makeup correctly you did that correctly you did that and it means you did it the best so if you win four oscars and what's essentially the gears of your motor and you once you get the to the oil it's the easiest fucking thing and yet they don't get awarded the oil they're like nope here's the water it just doesn't make any sense if it's like two plus two equals four, and what they do is two plus two equals one. It's like th- that doesn't yeah, make sense. I know what you mean. I, get that. I, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Chris talked about this before about how like best pictures. You that was the best made movie. It was a you did everything right. That's how you make a film. This is a tour de force in how to make a film for ev- everyone else out there. Yeah. And what builds that? There's building blocks. You don't just make the perfect film on accident. There's Thank building you. blocks. You award the building you have to have blocks. The, like yeah. the perfect sound, the perfect music, the perfect cinematography, cinematography the yeah. perfect acting. Like everything is working together to make this movie. Best actress, and best yet, actor, for instance. And yet, a lot of the time, it feels like they're all. Well, we're gonna give this movie best picture. But we also want to kind of throw a bone to those other movies, so we're going to give them the minor awards, but they give the big award to the movie that we really like. And that's a problem. It's the same, a bone. Yeah, it's yeah. the same mentality as we talked about before about how we know we should have gave. We know we should have gave. We know we, that we should have gave Al Pacino award for best actor. <laughs> <Godfather>. <laughs> come on, come on. Hoo-wah! What about that? Yeah. <laughs> but so we're going to instead give it to him this year for Sin of a Woman. Ah oh, shit! We should have given it to Denzel Washington for fucking Malcolm X. Okay, we'll give him dude, the best award for Training Day. Yeah, even Mal- though, dude, like, have you seen Have you seen Malcolm X? Uh, it was a while ago. I'm pretty sure I, I have it. I'll let you borrow. It. It's fucking, dude. It is so fucking good. It's I fucking love. It. I bought it's it. Not that I don't. I bought think... it without seeing it. I didn't even know it was a couple years back. I didn't even know he was in it as Malcolm X. I bought it. What, dude? It's so long. It's like a four-hour movie. It's crazy long. But dude, it is like fucking amazing. List. Dude, it is absolutely. Hey, I bought Schindler's List before I even knew it was fucking uh, what's the name in it? Ne- Liam, uh, Neeson? Liam Neeson. Dude, uh, these I love that certain movies I find knowing they're big movies or anything. Malcolm X, for instance, didn't know it was a big movie. 
<laughs> Schindler's List, of course, you fucking already know. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, we watched it in history class. Yeah. Like, there's a couple but, like you watch and then you I did history about, class. And then you have to rewatch when Dude, you're older to really My understand. favorite part of Schindler's List is when like Ray finds he's a Nazi trying to execute that Jew trying to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, me too. But his gun doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I say it, I, my favorite part is I say it at the I say it at work all the time. I'm like, I, I make fun of it's Freddy Night. It's a constant thing because I let him borrow Schindler's list and I made him watch it. He's dude, it's fucking incredible. But uh he always goes Shooter, he always says like <laughs> an intelligent Jew. Shooter, because she's telling him like about building the fucking structure. Oh, smart Jew, huh? Shooter, like I fucking, that's my favorite part, not the shooter part, but the part like well, it's like he's intimidated by an intelligent fucking woman, and he like demands right, that yeah. she gets put to death. Hell or, High, Hell or High Water was also a fun movie. I, I love that. Fun, it was actually movie. fun to watch. It's very action packed. What it is, it's about uh, it's about two brothers played by uh, Ben Foster, who's terrific, and Chris Pine. Uh, Rick and Morty, two, two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so um, they're basically like they're having to deal with the banks. Like all of us have dealt with banks trying to fuck us over, the fucking housing crisis, all this kind of shit, and they're dealing with that too. It's in the fucking. It all takes place in like West Texas, and they're getting so fucked over by the banks, and they know that their land, uh, Chris Pine's land, has oil in it, so he could be making a ridiculous amount of money every month, but. The bank is going to foreclose on his land before he can even start drilling. Due to back property taxes his mom didn't buy. The bank knows the about bank. the oil. The bank. bank is fucking him over to get that oil. That's what they're trying gonna to do. They're going to give him like $29,000. Trying to get that. Oh, 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 oh. And so, when it's easily wait, worth like over bitch, you cooking? <laughs> they, said, they, they said like 50 grand a month. Yeah. He'll be clean from this shit. So him, he has his plan. Like we got to pay for the for the land now. And his, his idea is for him and Boster to rob the banks, specifically the bank that's trying to foreclose. Only those branches, not 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 anything else. We don't want to hurt anybody. We don't want to, we're just trying to get these banks. This is revenge. And then they're paying off this, like they go to this one teller, this guy who's kind of in on it. And he's like, I think it's brilliant what you guys are doing. <laughs> it's he a works, banker. He works for this yeah, bank. Yeah, he works he for goes, the same bank. You, like you guys are paying off the bank. With money you stole from the bank, <laughs> I love it. I love it, <laughs> dude. We we have an inside man. Dak is gonna be warned for Shut a bank. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at, at, while they're doing this, and it's like them trying, and like, of course, Ben Foster is crazy. Man, I he keeps love Ben Foster. Dude, he's great. Jesus everything. Christ, everything. he's so good. But, I couldn't remember his name. I'm glad but uh, he know. keeps fucking. He keeps wanting to go crazy, and Chris Pine trying to settle him down the whole time. They have a great way of doing it. They they go into a place. They just go for the drawer, just like in Point Break. They don't go for the safe usually, but they just try to get the drawer, the small bills. They don't want you get a bundle, you get the ink pack. They don't want that. They're only trying to get a certain like they're not trying to get a million dollars. They're trying to get like a few you know dozen thousand. Yeah, they're so, only aiming for like yeah. 30K. Why do you want the fucking ink so pack? They're, so they're going through West Texas. Money, money's gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. going through West Texas doing this, and they steal they steal cars, go to town, rob the bank, ditch the car, bury it, and then steal a new car. So they so they bury just really, it yeah, they in their this, own yard. That's smart. They have this, Pretty they G, got dude. this giant tractor that they're fucking. But yeah. uh, it's great, and at the same time, you got Jeff Bridges, who's dude. Uh, Hilarious, dude! The racial slurs he's pulling out to his partner, I'm who's gl- an I'm Indian. I'm so glad you brought that is up. Absolutely, I'm not, like, I don't like racial slurs. It's top tier writing. The here's fucking the insults that he's coming out was written by Trump. <laughs> here's why: uh, his his partner is like he's like a little bit younger. He's like in his forties. Bridges is like in his sixties, right? And uh, he's like half Mexican, and um, he's half Native American. Half Native too. So uh, and it's like t- and so Jeff Bridges throws Mexican uh, like fucking slurs at him, Mexican jokes, fucking Native jokes, just. Throwing them at him, and the dude throws back a lot of old guy jokes at him. It's Gran Torino. Here's, 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 <laughs> listen, uh, so it's, it's, last week I talked about people complaining about ageism in Hollywood, 
and uh, how how come you never get like they don't put enough older actors that are like in their sixties in movies and how about and they named this movie as a fucking example. No way. They said how come Jeff Bridges throughout this movie has to deal with ageism. How come his oh, own partner God. has is keep making jokes about his age? That's not fair to older viewers. I mean, I know he's making Mexican so... and Indian and jokes, I, I but heard that, I heard that and I was like, okay. That then I watched the movie, and complaint. throughout the movie, I'm like, this motherfucker is nonstop saying racist <laughs> ass shit about fucking natives and Mexican no, people. But he's old. He's but, old. But that's so. But no, we're ignoring that because he he called him an old timer. He said that maybe he's forgetting because he's old. Yeah. Well, he can't help yeah. that that's he's way worse, wait, bro. He can't it's help crazy, that he's old, Adney. Uh, you, can, you can help that you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can kill your... No, so <laughs> any, anyone comes up to you and because that fucking Oscar's too young bullshit, slap them in the face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Say, fuck you because this you movie... You need to punch them in the they, face. No, dude, they started... No, okay, dude, they, they, were big they shoot hard and fast. Fast. Dude, they use this movie as an example, and I could just you can use that same movie as a better example. Yeah. So suck a dick. <laughs> the Earth belongs to the young. Except for you, Helen Mirren. You can get it. Uh-huh. But uh, I, my I, dick belongs to I you. I loved Hell or High Water. It um, was fun. I loved the pacing of it. It was slow when it needed to be slow, and it picked up when it needed to fucking pick up. Jeff Bridges was an absolutely amazing supporting actor. I want to watch actor. it so bad. I'm fucking good. I like True Grit. I like True Grit. And, so my, and <laughs> Ben Foster. Their relationship say, is oh, so fucking brothers. like chemistry on screen. Like they can play brothers every fucking movie, and I'm in. No I believe way. it. I need to watch. I need to watch that now, dude. Uh, That's so fucking cool. My, it's slow, but thing. it's I have, good. I have two favorite parts. I like There's westerns. one at the end. Jeff Bridges, um, like I don't want to spoil it for you, dude. Don't. But he does Don't. this thing. He does a thing, and then he looks. He looks at. Oh, he's not going. Listen, he looks at this guy next to him, and he's kind of like. He looks at this guy, this regular fucking Texan dude. Just looks at him. He smiles. And like kind of like playfully slaps his face and goes. I'm shoulder like you see. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like so, I ain't that old bitch. It's, it's so playful and awesome. I love that. But at the very end, you get like this conversation. Oh man! And it's it's like it's beautiful. It's the best it's drama of the film. Is the end. This, so, this so like we said, Hell or High Water wins Best Picture for us. Um, no, I still would say Arrival yeah. over. But Hell or okay. High Water did a lot of other I, things. I like. Really great. We are pro Jeff. Bridges fucking bad. <laughs> I love Jeff Bridges. No one is dude. not. He's Jeff. fucking okay, so awesome, man. Next, okay, so you can't play the dude, and then like you. Sorry, the, you, you get to pass. There's like a he religion called dudeism. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Yep. <laughs> the whole thing. He uh, gets also, a pass because of that. So you have um, also there was Manchester by the Sea, which I talked about about how it's the story of this guy. <laughs> Depressing. Oh my god, shit. it's oh, sad. It's fucking uh, sad. So, listen, uh, John Mulaney and Nick Kroll hosted the Spirit Awards and they were just fucking around saw making that. jokes <laughs> and they talked about uh, Manchester by the Sea and this is how they defined it oh so Casey Affleck stars in a movie about a guy who lives outside of Boston but his entire life he's been in his older brother's shadow that's a stretch <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> for those who didn't know Ben Affleck Casey Affleck you know you know. Yeah, uh, I honestly think Casey Affleck is a better is a better oh, actor. Have you seen Dun- Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> we talked yeah. about that. Uh, so that movie—that's what that movie is. He did live in his older brother's shadow. His brother dies early on in the film. He's living in Boston as a janitor, miserable, hates his life. He flips out on a customer that he's like trying to fix the shower of. She's his fucking bitch. But he starts cussing at her. What the fuck the, you want me to do, huh? Listen, I come here. You like, like, he's trying to like. He's like, okay, well, it's like my my fucking showers thing. He's like, okay, well, what we can do is 
We'll just run the shower and see where this leaking's coming from. I could try the it's coming from you. I could try, I could try to cock, do some caulking on the ceiling, then run the shower, see if it well, it still leaks. Well, her, no, and it's she like, goes, are you, are you kidding? You want me to, you want me to sit here and shower in front of you? Yeah. You fucking, and he's like, lady, I don't give a fuck what you do. I'm just trying to help you with the fucking problem. And he like, he like just loses it after point, all these yeah. customers being weird towards him. But, uh, then that's that's that whole that whole part is just you introducing you to the character that Casey Affleck is playing. You can tell the, he's miserable. Yeah, the, the catalyst the catalyst is his brother dying and him having to go back to this old town. And repetition is it shows that his life and yeah. his day to day life is repetition. He's doing the same thing day in day out. It keeps getting glimpses back to like you said being the janitor, then throwing shit in the trash can. I mean, his life is miserable. It's repetition. So they. Beat that into you beforehand, before he gets that call, and it's important to know. And, yeah, and then he he goes back and like he finds out. Like I know we, we talked about this already, but still, like his he has to figure out what to do with his nephew. Uh, his brother wanted him to take care of his son, so now he's trying to. It's him trying to deal with this responsibility and him trying to like, what do I do? I do I would not hate. He my tries brother. to run from it so long, and he denies it, but he starts doing it, and he starts to. He's like there's this contentious relationship between the two of them, but then they start to bond, and it becomes a thing of him learning how to be the figure, learning how to be a man, learning how to be a father figure. All the while, he's been fighting his own demons for years. He's been fighting these demons that are related to uh, his ex-wife. A little bit of a theme here in all these movies. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's dealing with that past (laughs) and uh, yeah, depression. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Oscar bait. (laughs) It's called emotion. And and, and Uh like I said before, like the best scene of the movie is some. Fronting his ex-wife and him trying to see those demons and this guy who's of course from that part of the country just cannot deal with emotions or anything like that so he's like him not being able to look her in the eye and him he like so desperately wants to get over this wants to forget about it wants to be able to be okay with himself but he can't and he hates himself and he hates his fucking life and as people born on the west coast we didn't we don't really know that life, but Bill Burr is such a big part of our lives that we understand that idea. Because Bill well, Burr explains it for you. Me. I mean, you're great with your emotions because you're a pussy. But <laughs> anyways, that if I, I just keep blocking shit out, Manchester <laughs> by the Sea is a really good movie, and it's really it really does rest on the shoulders of Casey Affleck. He yeah. won Best Actor in a leading role. No problem with it. Uh, people, no problem people, with it, but I don't go to watch movies problems. to be depressed, bro. That's Hold why on. I had a big problem with the, all these best pictures. I hate watching depressing. Hold movies. on, do you guys know why people had a problem with Casey Affleck winning? Why? Because he's white? No, the girl that gave him the, the that gave him the Oscar. Do you guys not see that when she announced him as best actor? So this is the whole thing going around. She announced him as best actor, then she had her hands down by her side, didn't clap or anything. He was actually accused of sexual assault for two actresses or actors, whatever female actress. Yeah, right. I'm not. I like females, not cover gender. <laughs> um, on on set of his latest movie, maybe before that or a little bit before that, and there was like speculation going around that he was like sexually assaulting them, climbing the bed with them, and all this shit. Now the girl that introduced him as best actor, she was on a movie about sexual assault, and so the whole thing was like, you know, there's just huge controversy of him being a, a, accused of sexual assault and then her being on a movie about being sexually assaulted and then her giving him the award. Well, has he been convicted? Nope. Is he going to trial? Nope. Innocent until proven guilty. That's right. Next. If you're an actor, you can get away with it. <laughs> no, That's I'm sorry. I'm over, I'm over immediately assuming when I hear a rumor, believing that rumor and convicting the person before the right trials and tribulations have happened. Yeah. Does justice always work? No. OJ got off. 
He clearly fucking did it. There's a million documentaries exactly, coming out exactly. that shows he exactly. did it. Exactly. But like, I at least need the process. Exactly. I at least need the information brought to I, me. I, I can't just agree. start assuming, oh, well, she said it. She said it. Must be true. I, I, I can't. Exactly. It's the problem with all these people going around saying I'm not the greatest. And that's, <laughs> and that's, that's the same problem because you guys know me personally. You know I'm the best president that's ever has been. And I, have, I have 5,000 million fucking popularity votes <laughs> and then 7,000 the other votes that were called something. I remember. I don't remember them, but you do, and that's totally. what's important because you're the best, and I'm the best, and we're the so best what, together. Let's move on to Moonlight. I okay, so because um, I started Moonlight, I really was enjoying Moonlight. I just started it really late, and I wanted okay, to fall so, asleep. Um, it wasn't nearly as depressing as the other ones. No, not, it was not like really, uplifting no. from what I saw. There was the a nice relationship. Very uplifting. Okay, so, Sorry. I, um, well. I was like I've said uh, even on air I was like I'm afraid to watch Moonlight because I feel like it's gonna be the saddest fucking movie to the point that I watched all these horrifically sad movies <laughs> and I was like I need to have something lined up for after I'm done with Moonlight or and right before it so I'm gonna like watch this bunch of suicide videos. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have something really happy and silly, so like I lined up a bunch of fucking old Dragon Ball Z episodes. And I'm, like, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch South like Park. five before and twenty after. Uh, but uh, what what actually happened was it was nowhere near as depressing. Nope. It was uplifting. So it was Manchester? Out of the ones you saw, was Manchester the most depressing? Huh? Because you watched Manchester, probably... Moonlight, Hell or High Water, Arrival. You did Not your homework. We didn't ones. do. You know what's depressing is that you did all the homework. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. You I did, did some I did, of the homework. I didn't Chris. see hacksaw or lion or yeah, but no silence. Oh, but you watched huh. all the other hidden figures. Figures. Oh, okay, fence. Okay, so uh, it wasn't watched hidden figures last. Touche. <laughs> so uh, what we have for Moonlight is the story of um, it's it's told in three huge chapters. Yep. Uh, it's one man's life, but him as a kid, him as a teenager, and then as an adult. Uh. We start off, and it's a, it's really it's fucked up in the beginning because he lives. I got up he lives to him in Atlanta, being a teenager. Right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's in Atlanta. It's so Georgia. fucked. No, no, that's no the Atlanta, Georgia. The after. Oh, he moves. Yeah, he moves there as an adult. But he starts. Beginning, out, you don't explain where he's from. He starts out. Yeah, no, of course. It's, it's he's ghetto. in. He's in a horrible, horrible neighborhood, and uh, we get introduced to um, him, and he's just this young kid. He's really small, and he's all these kids chasing after him, and yeah. they're like throwing the car on him a weirdo, and faggot, like or like, not. And, yeah, like they're well, just yeah, yeah. I mean, at him, they're, they're throwing everything. shit at him, and he's running for his life, and he's lost. He doesn't even know where he is anymore. He's been running for so long, and uh, he tries to hide in this abandoned apartment, and he's there for a little while. And then we get introduced. We get introduced to um, the guy who actually ended up winning Best Supporting it's Actor. It's Mashir Ali, who. Was fucking phenomenal in Luke Cage. He's also in Hidden Figures. Damn, he's in Hidden Figures too. Dude, he's wow, fucking blowing up, dude. Yeah. And he, or, dude, he's but so good. It's Ali's, it's Ali's fifth kid. He got stopped in the airport. I was like, uh, as like, um, so as, just from the thirty minutes that I saw, he was captivating me. As on great screen. as Alfred uh. Woodard was in Luke Cage, I think he is the best part of Luke Cage. Is Mahashala Ali. Ali was he was so fucking he's so captivating and charming and so and he does that too in this movie. He's yeah. you automatically when you meet him, he's a drug dealer. He's kind of a um, he has all these guys working for him, and you get this dangerous feel from yeah, him. Like, for this sure. guy's nothing to fuck around with. But he reminds he's, me of KJ, he's empathetic. KJ that we used to live with. That's what he reminds yeah, me of yeah, yeah. kid, we we had we lived in these apartments and this uh my parents' apartments, and there was this guy that he was always a family friendly figure of not only our brother Josh, who we've talked about plenty of times, but he was like he was this black guy that was super friendly with us all the time, like always in a good mood, always cool, but also same thing, drug dealer. 
but we as kids, he never felt awkward anything. He wasn't like a ghetto. He was welcoming always. And he was almost like he was a father figure in a sense of friendliness. And I get that same feeling out of him. It's like him yeah, giving yeah. you words of advice that's what, that's and helping you. I, I actually think that's a really great comparison to our life. For that's, you guys personally. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there who knew who knew like a neighborhood drug dealer who was scary to a lot of people but for some reason took a liking to you. And uh, that's what Ali does to this kid. He sees this kid get chased up the fucking up in the building. The kids leave. He walks up and he basically – it's all boarded up. He breaks down one of the doors in the windows and he's just like, hey, what's up, little man? You all right? He sees what happened to this kid, and he like kind of immediately feels for him, and he and like the kid will not talk. The kid will not say a word. It's something that's not saying where he lives, not saying where he's supposed to be. First he part. has a hard time no, speaking. Even, yeah, you're right. and, Wait, uh, even in the third act, he still has a hard time. No, speaking? no kind of not as it's bad. Not, it's nowhere near as bad. Like it's 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 a still, relatable factor. Is the reason he has a hard he, time speaking. You could speaking. tell he's developed as a human right, being. Good. By that yeah, part. yeah right. way still, better as an adult. But here's the thing. Uh, so he takes him in, and that's what you get throughout the movie, and you start to learn more and more about this kid's life. This kid who. His mom is a fucking crack addict. Dude, can we just say she plays an amazing Oh, crack yeah. Addict. Oh, yeah. She dude, did an amazing dude, job, seriously? dude. No, holy shit, man. The, even all three – no, well, the third act, she's not really – she's only a little piece. Dude, just the but first, dude, the first, first act, two acts. But she also plays a great crackhead in rehab. She yeah. plays that role well. Yeah, exactly. But, dude, the first two acts, holy sh- fucking shit, And dude. There's, there's a scene in which oh – it's, it's – this is like um. This is why I don't have a problem. Like I'm not gonna complain about Moonlight winning Best Picture at all, because there are several times in this movie that it's it's really well done. Because throughout the movie, there's this kid is is curious about his own sexuality. He doesn't understand it. He's called weird, and he said he's an outsider. His own mom accepts that he's an outsider. And he doesn't know why. He doesn't know why he's weird. He doesn't know why he's confused. No one. He lives in this horrible neighborhood, this kind of place where it's all about testosterone and manlyhood, yep. and like it's this fucking dog eat dog world. That's all he knows, and he knows that what he is, this weird kind of guy who's kind of shut off and weak and seen a certain way. He knows that he can't just be himself and he's ashamed of who he is as a human being and ashamed of what he is as a human being even as being. a kid who doesn't even understand as a, and as and like he could see him and there's a fucking scene in the movie after you realize after he has this relationship built up with Ali and Janelle Monet who plays his lady she was wonderful in the movie the table scene yeah Gosh, there's several so far dime so fucking dime holy shit she's fine <laughs> also in hidden figures but, uh, <laughs> that anyways, table scene. but uh, there's no there's one scene that I wanted to bring up it's like after he's built a relationship with Ali and uh, his lady, and he he's go, goes to home. It's after you find out that his mom is a huge crack addict, and she actually gets drugs from Ali. Like, that's where she gets her drugs yeah. from. And, like, so, and Ali, like, finds out about this, and he's like, what the fuck? Why are you fucking your little man? Your Pulls fucking out of son, a car. Your fucking like, son is fucking blah, 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 and all this stuff. And she's like, where do you think I get the fucking rocks from? And don't give me that bullshit. I'll find it anyway. You know what you're making money off of me, so you don't get to be innocent. You do not get to sit there and act like you're better than me and that you're going to know, you're going to raise my son yeah. for me. Are you going to adopt him? And it's just really, con- and at that moment, you as an audience member are like, yeah, tell this bitch off, fuck that bitch. And then she says all these things and it stops you in your tracks. Like, I can't really root for this guy either. Yeah. There's no one, no one's an angel. And then there's like the scene I've been trying to build up to, but it's the main character as a kid and he's, looking at his mom and his mom is flipping out and she's yelling at him she hates that he's weird too he this isn't like it's not like his mom is the one person that's accepting his mom isn't accepting at all all. and she yells at him and the sound the dialogue goes 
deaf. Yeah. I, There's nothing but music. It's a deafening silence. And it zeroes in from a point of view shot of this kid looking at his mom. He doesn't have a dad. All he has is this one parental figure. And she's screaming at him. You can't hear what she's saying. You can hear ferocity. And it's like mumbled ferocity. And you hear her mouth the words faggot at him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, this, mm. fucking, this movie's intense. No, 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 <laughs> this movie's intense. I, I think they did a great, like the cinematography is amazing for the light structure they have in the in the house because of the lighting in the mom's yeah, bedroom. Yeah, the yeah. pink lighting, it almost called at you like it's a red light district. It was almost in a sense uh-huh. like, and then when even the first, when um the he first brings the kid back to the house and she drags him in the house and slams the door and he's like, what the fuck? He's, he's becoming a father figure to this kid in a sense. We can, I mean, he has to at the movie, yeah. and then the mom just drags him in, and they're cleaning the drugs off of the table. Like, yeah, holy yeah, yeah. shit, we've talked. We can. And they're all, going into the room to do the drugs. We can yeah, all yeah. relate to this. We've all we all yeah, have a part of that in our lives. That was my favorite because most movies where they have like a like a drug addict parent, you start in and the kid already knows. It's already a known thing that the kid knows that and feels is like my dad's a, my parents a drug addict. This movie does such a good job of the reveal. Yeah. Of you slowly find out with the main character, my mom's a fucking crackhead. And I what I thought was the most beautiful was that they kept him silent in the first part of the third act oh uh, the three acts, when he was at the table and the father figure said never he pulled him up and said, If you're gonna sit at my table, you never sit at my table like that. You don't sit with your back towards the windows or the door. You got you have to see everything be that mindful. goes on around you. You got to be mindful. You got to be Batman. You got to fucking see <laughs> everything that goes on around you. So he sits him at the head of the table and he sits himself on the side of the table and the, and the mother figure. So it was almost like you're here. You're, you have the lead right now. And then they're talking to him. And the first time the kid really does speak and actually gets into full conversation besides wrestling with that little kid with adults is the first time he speaks is when he asked him, what's a faggot? Where he's like asking him, you know, what does this mean? And they're like, he, and he doesn't say a faggot is a gay. No, he says it's a derogatory, because I thought he was going to say derogatory, but it's like a bad word for what they call someone who happens to be gay. He said it in such a perfect manner, such a perfect way, that it made the kid feel okay. It was like, it was it was a derogatory term. It's not like, no, I was you're really, a faggot if you're gay. I was really surprised by how he was approaching that entire situation as a I drug dealer, as like this guy in the community. I would figure he would do the opposite route, try to make him tough, try to make him hard. Hard, but, but he didn't. He was open he and was understanding. understanding. And what I thought was the most beautiful thing ever was that he was honest with the kid. I think that was the most, my biggest takeaway from that scene was his honesty. Because the kid asked him questions. He didn't bullshit the fucking kid. He looked down in like shame and he said, yes, yes, he, and he, yes. He, and and you could like, tell that he had a hard time like... He doesn't, have, he, doesn't, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't know exactly what to do right now. Yeah. He's he's just he's flying blind. He's, he's just not even a father. He's yeah, just, he's yeah. just trying. He's like all he does is like I, I'm gonna try and help. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. And he asks him. He's like and he asks about him being gay. And he's like, look, man, like that's something that you have to figure out on your own. Yeah. If you find out that you are, if you feel that way, that's okay. Be your own person. I and, love that. And, that and, was and, all and like throughout of- the movie, like one of the underlying themes is he has this childhood friend it's like his only friend throughout his life the guy he wrestled with yeah yeah he wrestled with that as was a kid cool and he's the only one that didn't pick on him he's like dude you need to be hard you yeah. gotta stand up to him he tried to tell him that he's like I knew you were hard and then, like, <laughs> they, 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 they grow up and like they're, they're, well that was probably a foreshadow they grow up <laughs> <laughs> they grow up and they're teenagers and his friend is still like kind of they're not as close but he's still kind of there and he's like hey what's up man how you been like blah 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 talks about fucking chicks 
Meanwhile, I already knew. When, when main... he started doing that, I knew. I talked to Dak. I was like, I said it immediately. I was like, I think this might be the character that ends up being gay because of his. I was like, when you're a kid and someone's like, are you a virgin? I'm, like, I'm not a virgin. I'm fucking all these bitches. I'm like, you're you're willing to lie. It's in like, the it's, sense of of a story. Yeah, you're trying got, to build your own character. We got two totally different paths that. Um, someone who's dealing with their own sexuality goes through you have someone who like there's many different paths that people go to when they realize that they're gay and in a community that doesn't accept it why are you, you have at me? one who, <laughs> <laughs> you have one <laughs> why are you looking at chris why are you looking at chris look you at that guy <laughs> you have one guy who's trying to hide it and lie and deny it and just be like no 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 and then you have no, the other no, guy no my girlfriend pukes on my dick <laughs> <laughs> I get blowjobs so much, my dick's so big that girls puke on. Boom, 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 <laughs> faggot. <laughs> Another kid who's like he can't really hide it, and he doesn't know that he should hide it, and he's so weird, doesn't know how to deal with it, and like these two separate paths, and they 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 found each other, they're friends with each other, and they connect with each other, and they have a, like the first sexual moment that our main character gets is on a beach with this lifelong friend that just turns into that, and then how that changed him, and like he goes, wow, maybe there's hope. <laughs> maybe there's hope and then of course next fucking day the same kid beats up on him in order to protect his own identity in order once again faking and trying to fit in so bad that he's denying who he is and denying his own friendships and it's this really fucked up thing and uh, of course later on you get them like he develops as an adult our main character he moves to Atlanta and recreates himself he talks about this like I know who I was I changed who I was I'm somebody different now he's all fucking yoked out no he was a dude he's awesome like this guy's dude he was so like the change from who he was as a senior to who he was, was an adult which I loved what he did to the bully fucking amazing I was like no fucking we are my boy my nigga fake gay nigga but he keeps getting picked on by one kid and then next thing you know he ends up getting after this one kid makes his only friend beat him up and this, he recognizes that instead of riding out he goes no I'm fine he goes to school the next day sees the boy that started it all picks up a chair and slams over the motherfucker's head <laughs> which was so good and that's the end of the act two structure yeah. and that's when we go to him as an adult and we see him like, and like he's changed so differently he recreated himself he, he has his own he's just like that one the only father figure he ever had he's selling the drugs. same guy even the he's hat su listen he's, yeah he's supplying he got his style everything about him from that guy he has all these people working for him he fucks with him you can tell he's more outspoken he's braver he's confident he's a totally different human being until he goes back to his hometown yeah, and he talks to the guy that's what I was saying, that he grew silence, up with yeah. and he talks to him and all of a sudden he can't speak anymore he's back to the same he's kid quiet. he was and he, even he's like wow you still can't talk really nothing's changed that's what his friend tells him. And once again, you get this intimate moment about this guy who's so bad in denial that he's actually with a woman and he got her pregnant and he has kids now. And at the end of the day, he's still they still have feelings for each other. He's like, And he tells him, like, you're the only one that ever really touched me. And they have this really intimate yeah, moment. Right, yeah. they, don't, touch, yeah. they have this intimate moment where they just sit together and they're kind of like sitting in their lives and they're trying to like think about like the situation. Nothing happens. It fades to black there. But you can like... It's very an ambiguous ending because you don't know what's going to happen yeah, yeah. next. And you're just meant to think of like, are these guys going to accept themselves for who they are going forward? Or, or hide are they it. not? Are they going to yeah. continue to like live in this world? And like, of course, and now the, there's a kid involved and now you got the fucking yeah. round like a, the first like, and the 15th. And the original, <laughs> the original writer, original writer is 
a fu- is a gay black dude. And, <laughs> and it's a basically it's, it's it's like a gay black dude. <laughs> <laughs> you have an F on your lips, Andy. He's a fucking gay asshole. Oh, my bad. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Never yeah, mind. yeah, fuck it. Thought you were going to say right. it's a derogatory term. Fag? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, don't oh, say that's that. what you wanted to well, say. You thought I was going to say that. Oh, no, you wanted to say it. No. When you hear it, you'll be like, oh, I did. <laughs> um, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, How dare you make me think that I wanted to say that? <laughs> it's him basically <laughs> like writing about his life. and uh, Dude, yeah. which is so... I thought that was that was amazing. And every one of these movies, by the way, is better than La La Land, <laughs> which is about two stupid kids who every one of their problems is self-inflicted. <laughs> Everything that they're dealing with is something that they brought upon themselves and we're supposed to feel sorry for them. And like the fact that they're chasing their dream, even though life would be so much easier if they would just stop Stop acting like idiots. <laughs> but no, we're supposed to feel like, no, these are the bravest, most interesting, most amazing the bravest, people on the planet. The most interesting, they're chasing most bravest Hollywood. people on the planet. They're chasing the moon. Fading, fading, That's fading, what the movie's about. Like, how magic is this town and the people who go there seeking this one specific thing? They're the most magical people. Instead of dealing and with something like that's, that's natural. So, that's catered so badly to the people making it and the people who are going to be judging it. It just it's so fucking cheap and it's like we're at we're it's 2017 we've done 89 of these award shows and, and every this, single this guy, one this of thing them won five times won five awards yeah. and I'm glad didn't, I'm, but then every it, single person best picture Trey Parker won nine Tonys so that's how they <laughs> say that now it, didn't, um, it did not win best picture so I was wrong about that prediction and I'm really happy we about will that. talk about that but let me just say I love what they did with the the, the three acts in Moonlight um in Moonlight because. But if you don't know, if you haven't watched it yet, his father figure in the movie, he explains to him as he's sitting down with him how he, he would just run around. He, same guy running around all on his own, all this. This lady told him, this African lady, basically saying, like, you're in the moonlight. You look blue. And you think, oh, he's going to nickname him Moonlight. That's what I thought. But he's like, your new nickname is Blue. And he goes, oh, so you're Blue? And he was like, no, I'm. Uh, this is my name. Anytime anybody tries to tell you who you are, no, that's up to you to decide. He says that in the beginning of the movie, as a father figure, you decide your own life. You dictate your own life. You decide who you are. In the beginning, the first act is called Little. It's what people called him. It wasn't his name. Yeah. Then Chiron was what his name was. And in the second act, that's what it was called, Chiron. People made fun of his name. but And then that, the kid that he was in love they with. They him Black. Black. Called him Black. And the third act is called Black. And... What it leaves you like, and he says ambiguous, it's the idea of at the end, it's like, who are you? Are you your own person? Are you going to be Chiron? Are you going to be this guy and comfortable in your own skin instead of being someone that you're not? It's like the whole thing of that guy saying, I'm blue. She called me blue, but I'm not blue. Yeah, the movie isn't so much about identity. It, it, it pays off at the end with him saying, no, you're, I'm not blue. Even though she called me blue. It's, it's about who you are. You you decide. You decide you are and you, you, don't, you don't feel bad for who you are. I, I, I absolutely love that and that's what, that was my big takeaway from it that's even though I didn't takeaway. like the un- ending I didn't really like the ending at all like I said there's no penetration it bothered <laughs> me um, but no the, the takeaway of <laughs> the takeaway of just fuck everybody else be who you are because guess what you are you're the only person that you're gonna know for the rest of your life nobody will know you like you do and don't change yourself and don't be somebody who you're not all because of other people around you. I, th- I think that was like the most important factor yeah. of the thing. Don't be ashamed of who you are. I think that's yeah. like a real big point. So all in all, even though the movies were somewhat dramatic themed and, 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 and depressing, they were good. It's yeah, not like they were bad see. movies or anything. The, they were still good movies. I think the message behind both Arrival and Moonlight were the most powerful. 
hands down. The two, there were two great fucking messages that you could take from both. One, don't be ashamed of who you are. And number, and the second one, be accepting towards everybody. It's it's almost like the same fucking yeah. thing of like you know be accepting towards everybody. Don't and judge then you have La La Land that's different. like be happy to be white, be happy to be in L.A. Faggot. <laughs> 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 you can direct a movie about faggots. So, I, I remember somebody said this, and I was like that. Uh, they I think it was cracked actually. Like they nailed it so perfectly. Is La La Land the entire movie feels like a Pepsi commercial? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. So glad I didn't win, and they got faked out too. They said, Yeah, they did get faked out. Because Lord Betty got handed the wrong envelope, <laughs> and all he saw on it was, Why is Emma Stone's name on it? Do you know well, why? La La Land. Yeah, they handed him the, the winner for best actress, actress in the leading yeah. role. He was handed that envelope, the wrong envelope, and he was like, well, it says La La Land, so La La Land? Yeah, but he didn't read no, it. No, no, check it out. He no. read it, and then was like, here, bitch, you read no, it. Well, no, listen to this. No, no, What happened was, when they, when they no, hand so him- No, Sigourney Weaver, like, took it. No, like, come on. No, but listen, when they hand him out, there's two briefcases, and there's a duplicate of each letter. When, when Emma Stone won, she had her winning fucking letter, took it with her backstage, but there was two briefcases on each side of the stage every fucking time. He grabbed the wrong briefcase with the wrong letter that had actress instead of best fucking picture. And so he grabbed that one, and he read Emma Stone's. Well, it's actually not his fault at all. He grabbed what he got. Even though he grabbed the wrong he suitcase? Read, he grabbed the wrong suitcase. That's his fault. <laughs> I heard. I he didn't actually read it though. He no, didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't because he read it. Because he, he read it in his mind. It was it said, like there's said, something up with this. That, but Sigourney Weaver was like, I'll do it. I'm exactly. a woman. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, because <laughs> because because he read Emma Stone the name, and it was the when the flap was down, and she was like, are you? Because he was like, he looked, he paused. Dude, he literally did like this. He was like looking like confused, as in it said best actress. He Emma. caught it. He caught it. He caught it, and then she was like La La Land, and then she went up and fucking said that, you know. And then yeah. luckily the guy came. The entire cast of La La Land stormed the stage because they're like, "Oh, we were prepared for this. We knew we were gonna." There win. are uh, two we made because this when movie. white people storm the stage is not a problem. When black people do it, it's a riot. <laughs> when we made this movie, we knew we were gonna win. That's why we made the movie. So they all stormed. Like, La La Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Like, whoa, 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 actually, you didn't win. And luckily, the director was super cool. <laughs> luckily, the guy was like, our friends from Moonlight. He was like, he was super, like, cool about it. No, sorry, this isn't a joke. And that, that's a sad thing, because I wanted to see the actual standing ovation and applause that Moonlight would have gotten, because it really would have gotten some, like, crazy applause. Because when he announced a Moonlight one, you would, like... People were confused, and then he's like, "No, this is not a fucking joke. This is not a joke." Moonlight won, and then again, yeah, and then this, he's like, Come and here then he again. showed it to him, and it took a minute for everybody to kind of get on their feet and understand that like, there was a, doing there was a mistake. <laughs> how, how many, I wonder how many mistakes that's happened with Probably in, not in a lot. Oscars. Not Probably at all. Not a lot. It was a time. That's why, and I love that Jimmy Fallon was like, "Oh, fucking Jimmy Kimmel, like, Jimmy J- Kimmel, sorry, J- Jimmy Kimmel." Whatever. It's a big swing. In My bad. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's better. Jimmy Kimmel. I like that Kimmel was like, uh, I feel like Steve Harvey right now. <laughs> he said that. I thought it was fucking great. But but I, I just it's upsetting that Moonlight didn't get the standing ovation that it should have gotten. Hey, that first it got the award. The, it got the nod. That. But it's that, it's that surprising factor. Like I think that's what's so important of like that. You can repeat something. You no, know, never mind. It was this. But that first reaction, man. That first reaction of not knowing and then knowing. Is so important because it's it's like it's the best reaction ever. It's like you reading something to us, right. like we just read last week. It's our first reaction of holy shit. I mean that's this is fair, crazy. but I also would like to point out. Let's do the opposite. Where if Moonlight 
they read it and they were the winners, but they mistakenly read it for oh, that's racist. The support. That's racist. Exactly. <laughs> then, then now you're going down a completely different route. How about oh. nobody fucks up? Let's get that. <laughs> that's very. How about you don't how bring about two nobody, briefcases how about, how about up Nobody there? fucks up. Don't bring two briefcases. Why are you bringing <laughs> two briefcases? That's a new Tarantino movie. Two <laughs> <laughs> briefcases. It's ridiculous. How about nobody fucks up in Arrival Wins? Why, 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 where do we go with that? <laughs> so all in all. After all said and done, what five movies? You can only pick five. Arrival, 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 arrival. <laughs> Dylan, 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 because he spits on fire. <laughs> but after all, all said and done, after all the Oscars are done, what are the five movies you would recommend? Moana? Of just the, of the movies that were no, no, nominated? All no, 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 all the movies. No, no, no. The entire year? No, 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 no. Civil the movies War, that Civil were nominated War. within the Oscars. The movies that were nominated within not the Oscars. Not just for Best Picture, but not for... Not just for Best Picture, for everything. Any nomination, period. Any nomination. Okay, okay, okay. Five. Okay. Andy and the Two Strings. Hell or High Water, this is for me. Hell or High Water, and this is not in order. Like, one, two, three, four. This is just the five that I think you should watch. Hell or High Water, Moana, uh, Arrival... Kubo and the two strings just because like I really love I don't even know if it got nominated. I don't, I didn't, it I got didn't, nominated. I didn't see all for the nominations. Animated. All I saw was the winners. I don't no, know if it got, got nominated. It got nominated for animated. Kubo, I love so that movie. So dumb I didn't fucking win, dude. That stop animation And Moonlight. Way and different. Moonlight because just from the first 30 minutes I was captivated. I really did want the to watch message, the movie. It was just I think it's what's so. important. Dude, I love your list. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, with the same list. Oh, Fuck okay, yeah, yeah. I like okay, no so. Manchester by the Sea. I actually like. Uh, yeah, dude, Manchester. You kind of have to watch it because um, Casey Affleck's better than her, better than his think, brother. Like, like <laughs> if you were like putting off watching Moonlight because you thought it would be too depressing, like I did, fix that shit now. Like it was <laughs> not. It was a really good. It was fucking good. It was just good the movie. ending. I just didn't really like the ending. That's to be honest. Right. So, to be honest with you, but uh, I yeah. love the point behind the movie, man. What was another Moonlight? ending that we hated this last year? Arrival. Dexter. <laughs> no, Doc talked about that. No, oh there was God. one that we. Kubo, Moana. Yeah, we did any of them. I can't, think I can't of remember what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Annie will get back to you. Music? What's the Oscar music? Baby, The thankful music that you're trying to like, get off. I'm trying to get you off stage, Annie. <laughs> He already said Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, that's fair. That was like the one change. I was gonna make. Yeah. Manchester, yeah. Moonlight. Uh, yeah, there you go. Moana, Arrival, Mo- Moana, Kubo, and then a nice runner-up, Hell or High Water. And then if you're gonna watch Docs, it's OJ Made in America. Oh, okay, wait, it's okay, because right now there's incredible. one on Netflix. It's not the one on Netflix. It's the one, it's the on, one Hulu. on Hulu. Netflix is People's People versus OJ. Okay, and that's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr., which I fucking love. If you're gonna watch a real movie, watch Medal of Honor with him and Robert De Niro. <laughs> dude, have you seen that? I don't think so. Holy dude! You mean it's not Medal of Honor? It's Men of Honor. Men of Honor. Maybe oh, my bad. No, no, no. Men of Honor. Is that what it is? Yeah, this Men of Honor. My bad. It's PC. I apologize. Men of Honor. Adney's always known. Cuba Gooding Jr. is like the, he wants to be a diver. diver. He He's a, a diver, diver. and it's when it's, he calls him Cookie. All right, Cookie. Like, dude, and Robert Nero plays dude. super racist, <laughs> dude, not, but it's like funny. It's <laughs> such a pay, no, but it's such a like Jeff Bridges. No, no. <laughs> but, it wasn't as playful. He meant it. But, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, back to if you want to watch a documentary, it's OJ made in America. Yeah, OJ not made in OJ America. versus no, the people. No, per- people versus OJ. Like I said, Cuba Gooding Jr. Isn't that one with fucking Ross from Friends? Yeah, no. Don't hold on. <laughs> hold apparently, your fucking time. Fuck you. No, listen. No, hold on. Fuck. Ross no, is no, no, listen, you have to watch it because Reed loves Ross. Quite people in New York. No, how dare you guys? Just listen to me once. Listen to me once. 
I don't like Frost. Or I don't like I don't like Friends. <laughs> oh, you knew his name. <laughs> I don't like Friends. Okay. <laughs> I knew that David Schwimmer is a good actor only because he. Madagascar. No, Mel Brooks cast him to play in his play in New York. Mel Brooks doesn't cast pieces of shit to play in his play. Number two, he's honestly the best part of People vs. O.J. Simpson. David Schwimmer. I'm not even joking. Better than Cuba. Oh, Jr. that's his name? Dude, his name is David, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer is... Is the, he the Kardashian? Yes. He's the he's lawyer? Robert Kardashian. He And what he says to his kids in the movie is such a fucking stab at the Kardashians. It's it's almost like... So wait, hold on. Being you, famous is... You watched them both? He's at the Steiner. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's at the Steiner. Do you uh, recommend both of them? I recommend both 100%. So you watch the same story, just two different perspectives. One's, re- one's a documentary. Dude, I've, I'll watch that with hands down. crime, bro. No, well, I'm just saying. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested I'm just in curious. the case. I like the case. That's all. I'm just but curious. But Adney watched animated Batman and Well, I'm and just Rude saying, Batman. like, it, it's, it is no. Oh, but it's true crime, no, 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 just bro. calm down, calm DC, down. DC, bro. Calm down. It is no. no calm down. Yeah, it is no. I can't. <laughs> that he's, he did it, right? So it's Oh, like, yeah, it's known. It's, 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 it's intriguing. Like, no, that nigga did it. It's intriguing, and it speaks to both of the projects themselves that not only do you know the outcome, but that you stay invested and you fucking watch eight hours of something that you oh, yeah. already well, know that, what's gonna happen well, that's what the documentary that's, that's the thing with mo- most people don't get with the OJ case they know OJ in our generation for instance they know OJ through like he was a football yeah, player up, right dude, we grew up listening to this fucking trial yeah we literally did it happened in the like my and mom still enjoyed the show I was, yeah so I was, I was, that's exactly dude, what I was trying to I remember specifically listen to this <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> listen I was in my mom's arms in front of my, no, listen, listen. I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm 100% serious. In my mom's arms, in a line, going towards a trailer to get my mom's food stamps when she would get them and pack it for him. Before you had these EBT I bullshit. That. Actually, a little paper. Yeah, yeah they were, really? they were money. paper. The two dollar bill. That's what uh, fucking uh, the money is for when you're fucking homeless or poor, poor or whatever. But. I was standing in line with my mom, and there's radios playing all around us. It's outside. I can remember exactly where it was. It was uh, going towards Rio Linda, where the uh, the what's it called is, where you go get your dick checked out. Um, the clinic. Clinic. Yeah, the clinic was right there on that street where Rio Linda, that it's big Planned street. Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Right there, across from Planned Parenthood is the welfare office. It's it's behind. Oh, okay. It's behind. Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> and the welfare Ooh, office sack is doing and it guess right. What? In the welfare office, it's behind like a Safeway or something, like a drugstore, and you have to stay Look, in you line. Get, you get all three at once. Boom! You get your stamps. Boom! You get welfare. It's a grocery boom, outlet, to, by the way. You get to it was go a grocery shop. Yeah. Oh. It was maybe a grocery outlet, but you're but you go behind the building and you're in line going into this metal fucking trailer. And I remember there was a radio playing on like a milk carton fucking thing, and it was announced. Boom, he's fucking not guilty. And people lost their fucking mind. I can specifically remember me being in my mom's outside. Oh my God, he did it. Like white people, of course. And that's uh-huh. what started Stevie's love no. and passion for true crime. No, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. But Dude, so I, get, I just gave you the perfect origin Seriously. story. And you want to shit on it? We're moving on. That is, I thought you were making fun of me. No. At, and Matt gave me my perfect origin story. <laughs> I just said. But no, it's fucking crazy. And like, the, I'm telling you right now, you watch those two. Which the, what I wanted to say, the best part about the OJ Made in America thing, besides the people's versus OJ, it's all about the court case and what happened. What the... The OJ made it was made from ESPN by the way if you guys didn't know that they made the documentary. Yeah, and so what the whole thing was 
the guy who directed it, he looks like a white guy, but he's actually black. He wanted to give you a perspective from like, well, the reason that he was so big and so well known is this. And he gave you the background, not only from college, not only who he was, but like what he was to all people in America. Like what, what's so fucked up about OJ, no one understands is when the civil rights era was happening and all this shit, and like black people were struggling for these certain things through whether it's Jim Crow laws, which was a little like right before OJ became huge to all these black people like Ali helping out the black community in the civil rights movement saying like these big characters should be uh, should be in the limelight telling you we need to be more okay it's like the Colin Kaepernick thing him taking a knee it's these fucking people who are in the limelight of pop culture and they're saying no black people are treated wrong they're getting beat all this stuff now they came to OJ like you're the biggest black guy ever why don't you yeah right because OJ wasn't black at the, at the, the he exact, literally thought that, he was white that's the problem <laughs> that's the thing these people came to OJ to say like help us out you have this voice you have this voice that everyone knows you're 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 liked by everybody why don't you help the black community by like helping us share this fact that black people are treated wrong, we're, we're looked down upon, you know, our culture, the inner cities, everything. And he was like, I'm not black, that doesn't matter. And that was the whole fucking problem. That was the whole thing. Black people liked OJ, but they didn't realize that he didn't want to have anything to do with do the with civil rights people. movement or, or do with black, black people so because he, gave, he thought so he, he was better. Him, he gave him the all lives matters. Yep, answer. yeah, yeah. He <laughs> thought he was better. He thought he was better than them. And they touch on that so hard in the OJ uh, uh, Made in America because no one ever touched on that you just know Nicole Simpson you know Ron Goldman but you don't know the fact that he was this fucking huge icon in the limelight and that he chose to go with oh I'm not black and I want nothing to do with the black community and living in this white neighborhood and that's why it was such a crazy case it was actually the reason that all true crime now is like the Casey Anthony case or anything big it was the it was the biggest filmed uh, thing in American history. Nothing was ever filmed like oh, that in the news sense. ever. Yeah, they yeah, yeah. interrupted, they interrupted fucking NBA finals. Finals. Put him on the big screen and put the NBA finals in the small square. That's because that's how big OJ was. And, yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's what started this media and it'd, journalism. It'd be, like, it'd be as if like... It's just it's it's unparalleled. Like we will be, never be able to fathom something like that because stardom has reached such a level that now we just accept it. Yeah. Whereas before, that was the first big star. That was that first big person who everybody, everybody wanted to unite. Everybody, everybody liked. Exactly. And you're not, yeah, White, like you said, black, Puerto Rican, doesn't Asian. Matter. It didn't matter. Everybody loved OJ. For but some he reason. chose to to disgrace his own fucking background, his own. Uh, culture because he said, well, no, I'm liked by everybody. I'm different. I'm not white. But, yeah. you know, and that's the fucked up part is that he thought he was better than everybody because he was different. He was and not only better than everybody, better than whitey, better than, but especially, especially better than black people. Yeah. Oh, that's what he fucking thought. And like you said, that was, that's kind of our call to arms for like journalism being more pop based of like what we get with Trump now of everything's being recorded and like look at this and look at that this is important breaking news all that that wasn't a thing journalism yeah, it's, and, it's, it's, we're, it's never gonna happen and I yet. don't like Anchorman I, uh, the Anchorman part 2 but I think they did a perfect example Adney would agree with me a perfect example of what journalism turned into but the example of news media and journalism becoming this certain thing they did a perfect job explaining yeah, that because that's yeah, what happened um, with OJ. Anchor, yes. Yeah, Anchorman 2 actually had a message this time and it was all about how journalism was about telling the truth and just giving off the facts and that turned into uh, sensationalism. It's who can get the most people looking at you by saying the most outrageous thing by Hashtag calling the silliest thing. Network, and 1979. It was really, it really, oh, exactly. Yeah, it really, it really displayed the downfall of you know the common American journalism and how it became what it is now, which is just 
catered and silly and not like as well respected as it used to be. And it, the the what people don't understand about the documentary, what they don't get is that. A lot of documentaries have been made about the OJ case. There's fucking plenty. By the way, my friend's uncle is the one that was in the beginning of the documentary interviewing OJ in Nevada. He works at the prison. Yep. Uh, My friend Connor at work. But what people don't get is the reason that what what sets this ESPN documentary apart from every other documentary about OJ is no documentary gives you the background. The first three parts, basically. It's about his dad, right? No, no. It's about his life growing up. It gives you what America got. It's, that's what it said, made, oh, made in that. America. The idea is made in America because it gives you the idea. Say you were in the 70s and you're like, right, oh, this kid OJ, up with boom, yeah, and he's yeah. in football. He's, like, he is the LeBron you, you of their, You followed yeah. him his whole life. It actually gives you a complete story instead of yeah, just yeah. the fucking most sensational you, you, fucking crazy part. You followed him his whole it, life. It, dude, essentially, it'd be the same fan. thing if LeBron right now went and killed his Donny wife. G, like, boom. Donnie G, you've been uh, following That's Donny not G. fair because Donnie G's not that level of stardom. LeBron's a good fucking point because he is that level of stardom. Yeah. 68 million fucking Twitter followers so and all this go. stuff. He's a huge athlete. Yeah, so yeah, so this biggest, the biggest athlete in the world, the biggest athlete in the world from all people. People love him. They just love him. And then he does something like this, and you're like, no, not my OJ, not my OJ, my not. That's that was the controversy behind it, and that's what was so important. Well, so I can't I'm, really I'm think sorry. of a black athlete that's universally beloved and huge. And that's what made it the most. Ali, like, but Floyd I mean, made, like I mean, like right now, right. that's in, that's performing because a lot of people hate on LeBron. Um, Floyd Mayweather I mean, is the best paid, but everyone hates him. And people, Kobe, love, it could have been Kobe. Kobe. I know he's polarizing. Everybody what about loved OJ. That's what nobody understands. Everybody no, that's what we're saying. That's, that's what we're that's saying. saying. Yeah, we're yeah, trying yeah. to think of someone yeah. who was beloved, and we. I, I and can't. that's why it changed journalism. That's why it changed the media because Marshawn Lynch. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the word Lynch should not be in your. <laughs> um, so that's why it's so important, and that's why that case has been touched on. It happened twenty over twenty years that's ago. That's like if Michael Jordan in the mid, like right after Space Jam, Jam came Jordan, out. Jordan, 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 boom. Yeah. Right Jordan's after, a perfect example. Right, if right after Space Jam came out, Space Jam, it's. Peak Jordan, bro. No, you're right. You're but right. Hey, Police Academy was peak fucking OJ, and Police Academy is great. So and I mean, airplane and and, shit. and that's why it's that's why it's such an important case, and that's why it's exciting. That's why I want to learn about. Sorry, guys. I'm, no, no, you're fine. It's, it's, okay. it's I fun. I understand that was the one. That was the one movie you were passionate about. It's completely the one. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing that came out last year. I liked year. Arrival. The only thing you liked was the OJ stuff. <laughs> So something I thought that would be really cool and fun for us to do is since the Oscars just came out and since we have so many artists who are multi-diverse, who can be an actor, who can be a singer, who can be a rapper, who can do so many things within the public eye and within media, I brought up a great topic and... <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted Goggin. we wanted to discuss I did it earlier <laughs> whatever I wasn't trying to make it be about me but whatever um, how about I didn't want to be you guys made it you made it about me how dare you my greatness invo- just envelops everything around me everything becomes about me it's not my choice so I just wanted to do a topic I of, puked on my own dick <laughs> <laughs> um, best actors slash songwriters best songwriters best singers slash rappers 
that turned into yeah. movies. Which is really great because or we've done we either like, Donnie G, Donnie G, Dylan, Dylan, and Donnie G. Because uh, recently we've done a lot of music topics and they've had they've been a lot of fun and people actually really like it. So it's like, well, let's we've done a shit ton of movie talk just now. Why not mix the two? Boom. Because there's a lot of actors we've really out there done that. Yeah, we've who really are done fucking that, yeah. performers and. Some of them do it real, both really well. So we're each going to pick someone who's acted a lot, and we like both their acting and their music outside of we're going to pick. Can we hold on? And pick one of their albums, and then, like we usually do, pick an album and then highlight three songs. Just wait. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to make a Godfather. I want to make a Shawshank Redemption. Something that there's like, okay, well, that's really the end goal. So who is the end goal? Frank Sinatra. No, it's Jamie Foxx all fucking day. What? Damn it, Jamie Foxx. They have to be living. Because I can't put myself in Frank Sinatra's day. I don't know how big of an act. I don't you know really, how great of a... really don't know how big... I, I, I feel I like, like, I, I, I no, feel listen, like you listen. have a really legit argument, but can we just... Let's go over that and let's go living. No, you That's fair, yes. You know I want to do this. Okay, I so, want to no, no, do this. Because when, when Jamie Foxx have an actual album? Yes. 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 I didn't know that. But listen, I want to do this. I wanted to bring it back to our first time we did the music topic. I wanted us to just talk and spew out artists and songs that, that that's from fair. people instead of like focusing on one thing. Let's just discuss and talk. That's fair. Artists, I have one that artists that with. have that artists that have become actors where they're actors first and just have a discussion rather than you pick one up it like like no, that. No, that's fair. That's because fair. I was like, man, there's some there's a decent amount and there's and a you're lot right. of little Frank, songs. Okay, I will Frank give is you the one on Mount Frank Rushmore. And Donnie he's, he's definitely no, Frank the and biggest Donnie one. G. Like, look at, at Donnie like, G. And well, I, I still Fox. feel like Jamie Foxx was like the first in our time. In like the modern right. era, it was but Jamie. But the thing I love about Frank Sinatra is that he was the biggest recording artist Fair. at the time and the biggest actor. Fair. Both. Two-time Academy Award winner. Endless amounts of fucking sellout shows and records and like just so he's the king. He was the That's biggest fair. of That's the, the Shawshank. I was I was trying to do That's like if the the like I don't living. I was just trying to do living. Like who's the biggest fucking like artist right now? Who could make like what Kanye West? Like he could sell out the most like Yeah, but he's not an actor. Exactly. exactly. So that's what I'm saying is imagine if that Right, I see. And Leonardo DiCaprio. No, that's fair. I just I was them. trying to go living. That's fair. That's fair. Um, no, okay, you were so going that's, that's, that's all time. No, I don't no, want right. to go living. But Frank that, of all no, time. That's I don't. Fair. I don't want. Let's let's not go living. Let's go in general. Cause I want to okay. talk like in general. Let's not not that of all time. What's the best? Not that. It's let's talk about artists that that's were fair. also musicians. Okay, and I got actors. one for you. Just right out of the gate. It's not my greatest. Nothing like that. Just somebody that I came up with. Jennifer Lopez. I, no, it's yeah, I see it's that true. Too. It's true. I mean, she J-Lo. sang, she shook those hips, okay, so, and yeah. then she did movies. But it's I, true. I'm not a fan. That's fair. I'm gonna. How say, can you not be a fan of those hips? Like, I never on. said I wasn't a fan of her body. Have you not seen *The Living Color*? Are you not a fan of? Oh, I I was watching her blows when she was still a fly girl. Yeah, she was in the back. I was. Fuck you guys. Okay, before *Anaconda*, with, with her fucking jeans that went up to her belly button and did yeah. not. And she looked give her so much up. more Hispanic. Wow! she did Selena. That's her fucking peak best. It's, you can't Selena's, not like Selena. It's amazing.
Great Absolutely. movie. Her best movie. Yeah. I was gonna do like the Jaw Rule and J Lo. I fucking Murder hate Ja Rule. I hate Ja. I hate you. Ja Rule. Are you ready? Dude, great. What the fuck? Song word, word for word. No, you did it part word for word. Fuck Jenny on the block. Austin, 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 I like black girls, apparently. These are the ones that are coming Sean to my Jennifer head. Lopez is Puerto Rican, but okay. Uh, yeah, she's brown. <laughs> she's not white. <laughs> so we're all the same. Okay, okay, Ashanti, okay, Ashanti was in John Tucker Must Die. What else? Oh, <laughs> she was in Richmond. Or, or Coach Carter. I apologize. Coach Carter. Let me know. I'm gonna, she great role. I, 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 I um, wanted, this is a song I wanted to bring up a couple I don't weeks ago. I don't like her in anything. <laughs> this song Sorry. I'm gonna. I wanted, uh, let's hear. Let's hear I you. I wanted to bring this song up a couple weeks ago, so I, this is a perfect example. Uh, let's do Tupac, Poetic Justice. Oh, um, amazing. Juice, <laughs> Juice is also Juice. fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. Juice is also great. But I wanted to bring up Hail Mary. Come with me, Hail Mary. Run quick, see what do we have here. Killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs unloaded, wise words being quoted. Beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he's listening. See a nigga that's coming for me. Find my diamonds when they glisten. Now pay attention, best me, please, father. I'm a ghost. Ghost killing fields. Hail Mary, catch me. If I go, let's go deep inside the solitary mind of a madman. Screams in the dark, evil lurks, enemies. See me flee, activate my hate. Let it break to the flame. Set trip, empty out my clip. Never stop to aim. Some say the game is all corrupted. Fucked in this shit. Stuck. Hell Mary, my favorite song by Tupac. That's your favorite? Yeah, it's my favorite Tupac yeah, song. Yeah, he said it before, dude. It's, That's it's, fair. Come on, come on. It's fucking amazing. Hell Mary's so good. Yeah. And like Poetic Justice is still really um, good. And then, I, um, like, that's what's funny. It's like, you look at his roles in Poetic Justice and in Juice, they're so oh, so much different. Yeah. I haven't seen Poetic Justice. Oh, yeah, check it out, man. Jan Jackson's in it, too. I'm failing. Uh, on that. Jackson. Janet Jackson. Woo! <laughs> 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 And then I'm um, another another person that was an actor. I didn't really watch the movie so much, but one of my favorite songs by him, "Can't Help Falling in Love with You" by Elvis Presley. Wise men say only fools rush in, but I can't help falling. Dude, yeah, that's, that song right there, Can't that. Help Falling in Love, holy Heartbreak fucking shit. is the shit. <laughs> baby left me, well I find a new place to dwell. Well it's down at the end of lonely street, that heartbreak hotel where I'll be. I'll be just a lonely baby, well I'm a 
so lonely I'll be so lonely I could die Although it's always crowded You still can find some room For broken-hearted lovers To cry there in the gloom Be so so lonely, baby Dude, but can't No, jailhouse rock. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jailhouse rock on around. Walking through a party in the county jail. The prison band was there, they began to wail. The band was jumping and the joint began to swing. You should have heard this knocked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let it rock. So, I mean, that's what, that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, find a find a find a wood in chiller rock. <laughs> no, did you, you guys know rock. that? Did you guys know that? Sing that. Because I love sing that. That's the king of rock and roll. Did you guys know that appropriation? What are you saying, Chris? Bruce Willis apparently came out with a record. Oh, no. oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe you were know all about Bruce Willis <laughs> and his fucking he album. Has a, no, people don't know. Blues, people, don't know. Blues. people don't know. It's like a it's like a jazz album. He plays oh saxophone God. on it. Like, is it amazing or no? no let me. Sh- his <laughs> acting career. He he reluctantly became an actor. He didn't want to become an he actor. He wanted to be a musician. Yeah, oh, really? he, wanted. he wanted to do blues and jazz yeah. and shit. And like, he was, he, was, mad. he was so fed up with Die Hard that he's like, no, I'm finally going to fund my own album. And it tanked. <laughs> and that's why ever since the 90s, he's been so pissed off and hard to deal with in every movie. Even Kevin Smith hates him because he's like, my fucking Music career didn't pan out, so he's so mad. <laughs> That's all you. Is he is? like trying to spit you mixtapes when you're on no, set? No. <laughs> no, he's just dead inside. Like, <laughs> like straight up harmonica. Like harmonica. He made a movie about him wanting to be a blues musician in the movie. And the movie. So failed. he made a movie, and the movie about his own the movie life failed, yeah. in real time. Yep. And it didn't do well. The movie failed. Not surprised. About a blues musician <laughs> or a jazz musician. It was it was more like blues. He wanted to be yeah. more blues. It was like harmonica. Like he, you he don't wanted know the to be blues, blues until musician. everyone keeps trying to make you be John McClane in every movie. <laughs> yeah. <And> wow. So- <laughs> You're so hard. <laughs> And he's insane. And he's insane yeah. now. But adding a note about this cracks but, uh, okay, his shoulder. So that's just, funny. Put a I, 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 I want to give out. I was one. like, "What the fuck?" Okay, so um, one that I, like when Chris brought this subject up, this was like this was one of the names that come up to me, which was Common. Uh, who? Um, yeah, Common. Okay, well, I got a, like a whole thing for Common. I got a he's big a, thing for Common too, dude. Common was on so dude, cool. Like forty, what is it? Forty-one blocks or. That was one of his twenty one blocks. Twenty one blocks. Yeah, so it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Twenty one blocks. I like Common in general. I liked his rap when he was on Chappelle, and yeah, then and that was from the album B, and he was which actually is easily his best album. album. So here's the thing. Okay, so I actually knew about Common. I guess I recognized him as an actor first. Yep, me too. I was like, yep. hey, that's, uh, that's that one guy. He's yep. really. He just seems like he has like this quiet intensity about him. And uh, I later found out that he was like a rapper, and like he was actually like he was so big in the '90s, but he was kind of like underground. I was like, I'm surprised. 
guys. I didn't hear about him growing He's up. He's with like 90s. Talib Kweli and all those guys. You had that whole entire underground yeah. scene that was coming up around 2000 because they were going into this mixture of that pop rap and like real hip hop from the 90s, like NWA and shit. Yeah. And it was starting to collide and it was starting to become a hybrid. And what Common was able, able to actually do was make something beautiful out of this hybrid rather than everybody else either failed or went straight mainstream. Yeah, he did. And what I love, like the music is very uh, like radio Conscious. friendly. Yeah. Like the, just the sound. Yeah. But like when he, but listening to him, the lyrics, it, 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 it kind of plays as if he's doing spoken word poetry yeah. in every song. Because he does, it's he's so such good, a, dude, he, no, so he's exactly so fucking is. good with vocabulary, but people don't know about Common. Like, <clears throat> he is, he has, his vocabulary is fucking astronomical. It's insane. He knows so much about fucking words, everything. If you, he's, 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 he has he's, the best words. He has no, the no, best he's, words. He's really no, funny. He's, as, a, he's a well-educated guy. Yeah, but he, he grew. He grew up in the South Side of Chicago, and a lot of his music is about Chicago. And uh, I was gonna bring up like some songs from like, like, like first, Shy the, City, which is all about. Hold like, on, before we go into the B album, it's funny because right before B album, he. Failed with the album that just came out right before it because we're in this whole hybrid and he went so extreme onto the pop side and he lost his whole entire like Fan conscious base, rap yeah. his entire lyricism it kind of went away style. lost his style he went away from himself because he was trying to conform to what is he being jumping the gun now. he jumped the gun but what Thinking happened was like, uh, because of that that caused. Kanye to come to comment and be like, yo, I want to help you with your next album. And I'm not going to like Kanye is the oh, big reason so why the whoa, album what? is amazing. But it was this album. It wasn't, I can't remember the album that came out before B, Maybe. but the one right before B, it was all common and he was trying to be this hybrid. And then Kanye heard it, listened to it, and he said, here's where you're going wrong. And then they produced this album together and it is absolutely amazing. So yeah. like what I was going to say is no, uh, like shy, the song Shy City is all about uh, Chicago, Chicago. And, they call it shy rap. Yeah, I know. Uh, so not nah, the fans might not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so. I know, faggot. <laughs> Goddamn. But man. it's all about. Uh, he talks a lot about growing up in a South Side of Chicago, and uh, talks a lot about the rap game and how what the condition that it's in at the moment that he wrote it, and how everyone's just being materialistic. They're just talking about dumb shit. No one has anything to say. I do listen yeah. to me. With the passion of Christ, nigga cross me, took it out of space, and niggas thought they lost me. I'm back like a Cairo crack with B-boy survival rap. It ain't 94, Joe, we can't go back. The game need a makeover. My man retired, I'ma take over. Tell these halftime niggas breaks over. I'm raw hustlers, get your bacon soda. Too many rape the culture. Leave rappers with careers and they faith over. It's a war going on. You can't fake being a soldier in the basement. Listening to tapes are ultra magnetic to the fact I'm a science black. I turn the TV down, we can take it higher than that. I wonder if these whack uh, That's great. Another good one is like from the same album is uh, Real People. Uh, yeah, real people walking the streets. The streets is talking often. It's beef. The city never does. People walking, talking, they sleep. Cold sweats and wet dreams on how to get green. Our faith is all in the cheap. Black souls, raw and they deep. Hype trying to talk with no teeth. Shorty said, ball of retreat. A lesson we all speak at one point or another. What you expect from one who smoked a joint with his mother? Anointed hustlers in the fatherless streets. Which is like him talking, like, you know, talking about like people that he knows, like the struggle, what it's like to live in poverty and how the struggle of living in poverty and trying to come up through that and what the difficulty of your surroundings and you grow you, you develop a certain mentality growing up in a, a certain level of danger and that 
poisons you going forward and it just the cycle continues over and over again uh the song's actually like got a lot of shit because there's a line at the end of the fucking uh end of this where he's like he talks about uh he's seeing uh black dudes with white women and like he like disapproves like he yeah, kind of disapproves of it and he's all like you're kind of if like he, he 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 took it as i feel like you're disrespecting your black women yeah. and he got a lot of shit for it. like there was like even some uh uk rappers who like fucking wrote like a diss track at him oh, he shit. never he retaliated because that's who common is he's not going to retaliate his that's original not name is common person. sense yeah. like that was his original rap name yeah. he just shortened it to common but he's just like he just kind of like he just kind of like actually never listened to it i respect their that they have their opinion i respect that they thought i was wrong but um i haven't actually listened to him myself but you know it's cool and like that's just who he is and uh um what's what i really love about him as an actor was that almost every time a rapper goes into movies they try to steal the scene and be the biggest they're braggadocio they're like look at me fucking yeah and they try to be crazy every fucking rapper who matter who it is matter six of all they want to steal the scene to be this larger than life character he's so good at being part of the background but still sticks out just through his genuine intensity a look that he has about him when he looks at you when he looks at any characters that's something that he doesn't act with that's something that he got on the south side of chicago and it fucking breathes through the screen and every role he in, he's in, he's just quintessentially fucking cool. And uh, he was actually in John Wick Part 2. Oh, which, shit. John, yeah, he plays like... John Wick. He plays <laughs> he plays this super top-level assassin. And it's like, I think he's just being himself. And <laughs> like, that's just who Common is. And uh, like... And he's just, he's so, he's like this super cool professional guy who fucking crosses paths with John Wick because John Wick killed the wrong person. And now, now he's got to deal with fucking Common. Nice. And uh, John Wick too, of course, like he's not as good as the first one, but Common is fucking awesome. Isn't it? I want to get my two cents out real fast. Okay. Right. So another song off of that album is called Love Is. Oh, yeah. You know what love is, even founded on the ground where the thugs live. My man had to dig deep to find his, couldn't sleep, is on the real, he had five kids. Live niggas, real niggas express and taste it in crap games. Black dames and big faces, cases in court. Fam showing love and support. You and your baby's mom thought the love was a sport. As men, we were taught to hold it in. That's why we don't know how to we older men. If love is a place, I'ma go again. At least now, now I know to go within. At times, it can take your foe a spin. Heartbreak hotel to your home again. I seen love make a nigga so pretend. Like a story that he don't want to end. Yo. And something that he says is, yeah, you know what love is. Even found it on the ground where the thugs live. My man had to dig deep to find his. Couldn't sleep because on the real, he had five kids. So he's talking about how it's a struggle within the grime. It's a struggle within Chicago. It's a struggle yeah. when you do certain things. And that's what the whole album is about. But he's not doing it to where it's like making you feel sad about where he's lived Showing and what reality he's been more than that. He's just bringing it to your attention and then he's yeah. saying Holding like it up, how saying you can like, be look better. At this. This you is, can do better. Yeah. And then another great role that was super small, like you brought up, was him in Smoking Aces. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I, was, I think that was the first, which was yeah. filmed yeah. in fucking goddamn Tahoe. Yeah, it was filmed Fuck in you. fucking Tahoe. I'm what were you gonna say? Yeah. But you brought up, uh, you brought up diss tracks. Well, I want to talk about No Vaseline, Ice Cube. Wait, well, not oh, one more thing about coming. <laughs> so that's <laughs> good. Just the, the last song on the album, uh, "It's Your World." It's your world. 
night blows. Stones don't work, holes at work, a warrior, so I wear them on my shirt. Wish I was free as Che was. I spend a day buzz tripping on hypes, wishing for nights and different flavors. The age of Kane and Big Daddy, show body caddies. Uncle's name Larry, they really never grabbed me. My mother gave birth, but she really never had me. Left to the hood to play daddy. Raised by niggas named Butch Scooter Baby. We'll wait so they wait they. Status on the streets, license, place to say they. Motto, this is Chicago in the heyday. Similar to good times, I guess that I was JJ, a skinny nigga. Young girls with penny figures. So so many niggas stacked upon each other, it's the black upon each other that we love so much. Wonder how many of us is drugs go touch. You That's my favorite song on the album. Um, because it's more it dives in more deep about like him growing like he's talking about generalization about people growing up in poverty, like in uh, real people and stuff like that. But in uh, It's Your World, he dives into his own life a little bit more and about how he didn't have a father at all. He basically was raised by fucking drug dealers and like this is what creates this mentality. The reason why we have so much violence in this part of the world and this part of this city is because this is what we have as an education. We're not educated in our schools. We're educated on our streets. Our everybody's block is a little bit. Mean. Common sense. I love that. That's yeah, the same because yeah. the streets. You gain common sense from the streets. You can't like yeah, from that, from that, their that, upbringing. That, that's all you know. And like this, like this part of the city was like started out po impoverished, and you these people were sent to this part of the city to live in this shitty neighborhood and given nothing to work with or live with, no jobs, no nothing, and they had to turn to crime in order to make a kind of a living. And that just breathed itself through generation and generation. It's like mm -hmm. it's not getting any better because the education isn't there, and how the block and like how mean how the how mean the world is in their eyesight that just creates more mean people. And it, it that, that song's fucking awesome. It's yeah. amazing. The entire album is easily top five of the 2000s within hip hop. You also have the Outkast album that came out. I think it's like Skink, Skankatolia, something like that. <laughs> I, 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 I know oh, it is. Sometime my Max Wife. That's not. By the way, I'm divorced now, guys. Official divorce. Officially divorced. Paperwork's done. So, but no Vaseline, right? No Vaseline. <laughs> um, Ice Cube, of course. Ice is... Cube, no Vaseline is one of my favorite fucking songs this is a guy ever. Who... Did he? He. Did he uh did he write Friday by himself or Yeah he did he wrote it by himself Fuck all y'all God damn I'm glad y'all set it off Used to be hard now you just went soft first you was down with the AK And now I see you on a video with Mitchell Lake looking like straight bozos I saw it coming that's why I went solo and kept on stomping Well y'all motherfuckers move straight out of Compton Living with the whites one big house and not another nigga in sight I started off with too much cargo Drop four niggas, now I'm making all the dough White man just fooling The niggas with attitudes? Who you fooling? Y'all niggas just phony I put that on my mama and my dead homies Yellow boys on your team, so you're losing Hey yo, Drake, stick to producing Calling me on a fuck, you Benedict Easy E, saw your ass and win in it quick You got jealous when I got my own company But I'm a man, and ain't nobody helping me Trying to sound like American most You can yell all day So Ice Cube was in NWA, clearly. Everybody knows him from that. And when he left NWA... Are you sure you didn't have like a oh, script Oh, sorry, it was Stankonia. <laughs> Skink. Stankonia. I feel like maybe Carrie Fisher came in and helped do some script doctor shit. With shit. Doctor. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway came in. <laughs> um, I said Carrie 
But just about every movie that Ice Cube's been in, he's either had a part on the script or wrote the entire script. Yeah, he's a writer beforehand because that's the whole thing. He wrote for NWA. Then once he left, there was actually, like, that's what I love about No Vaseline. What people don't know, like, in the song, the beginning of the song... And this is, is off of America's Most Wanted, right? The this album. is the first album? Is that yeah, what America's is? Most Wanted. So, yeah. come on, man. That's his fucking album best name. album. So, the whole thing is... Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, what happened was NWA started talking shit already about him. Called him a fucking... Um, oh, God, what the fuck is his name? Crack talked about it. Benedict. Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. So Benedict it's Arnold was on, like fucking not on. People talk about Benedict Arnold. He went against the Revolutionary War, but like they said, he was against the French. And then when the French showed up with us, it was like fuck them. I was already against them. So NWA came out with this diss track, dissing Ice Cube after Ice Cube left uh, because the Ice album Cube got was fucked. death certificate. Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. So Ice Cube got fucked, and they did dissed him. Ice Cube didn't even say shit. They dissed him, talking hell of shit. And Ice Cube used to write their lyrics. He was like, okay, you want to diss me? And that, to me, it's my favorite diss track. Of all time, because if you compare the two, like like Dak is Nas and uh, fucking Jay Z, favorite favorite it's, uh, track. it's all right. Go ahead. I know it's. Um, I can't, she's, she's getting she's yelling at me right now. Yeah, yeah. She's so mad. She's. I'm so be, sorry. Dak. I guarantee she's <laughs> fucking pissed. Anyways, go ahead. She was just go talking ahead. about it. What the fuck. God damn it. Jay Z and Nas. That's the that's her fucking most. Digital. But my favorite one is No Vaseline and. The, the beginning of the song is basically a bunch of people that were recorded saying like, what the fuck? NWA ain't shit without Ether, Ice Cube. Ether! 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 Yeah. Jesus Christ, I cannot believe it. So, so, NWA ain't <sighs> shit without Ice Cube is the beginning of the song and it's like, oh, I fucking saw NWA. This, those motherfuckers wearing lipstick and lace. <laughs> like they're talking shit like Dr. Dre. They're talking shit about all of them saying like, and he's just repeating it. It's, it's repetitive. It's the same people saying the same diss about NWA without Ice Cube and he's just repeating it, and then it slowly fades out. And then he goes, God damn, I'm glad y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you're all wet and soft. Like, it's like, first you were down with the AK, now you're on the video with Mission Lake. It's like, dude, it's so good. And it's just like, okay, fuck you. Like, I'm glad I'm glad you guys set it off. Meaning, like, I'm glad you guys talk shit first. I didn't so come out to you. So now I get a you. chance to say the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, Ice Cube might be the... Better no, than Jamie, like, he might be the Godfather. I, so I think I overlooked Ice Cube. I think I put Ice Cube it's over like, Jamie. Sorry, it's like he's such a good lyricist, and he actually wrote and acted. Yeah, and that's what that was like. Friday, Friday is, is iconic. Yeah, exactly. It may not be the perfect movie, but it's iconic as shit. And I love the song. Just like I said, he left the group, didn't say anything, and they came after him. And it was like that perfect "fuck you, I'm coming back for you, motherfuckers." I so, left it there. So honestly, if they hadn't attacked him, it might not have launched not have, the whole no, entire career. The whole all. entire catalyst for him being so well, that fucking doesn't gangster. necessarily not say that. Career, no, his career was not, already not set. with them being writing. No, but his solo his, music his, career. His, yeah, well, his career was already set off. But like the idea, yeah, NWA already being known, yeah, Ice Cube being known. Kick. Because, I mean, they were fucking ridiculously big. And Ice Cube is the first... He has the first intro track to fucking, uh, like, the first song. Or even Fuck the Police, everything. I mean, he is right there in your face. He was the most aggressive one in the video. I, I just... People don't really know about the song. I, I Of course, if you're, in the, if you're in the rap community, I am not. Clearly, I listen to Bluegrass. But I know that song almost word for word. And I love it. And I showed it to Dak. I'm like, you gotta hear this. You haven't heard this diss track? And it's, Dak, no, and it's Dak who listens to hip-hop. She hadn't listened to it? No. Oh, you're failing, Dak. Even I listened to it. What's, okay, so what would be, what I think be your, favorite, a better your favorite Ice Cube movie performance? 
Friday. Friday. Clearly. Just, yeah, Friday is fucking I mean, come on. Like, the first one. What can you the even, first one? Yeah, yes. what can yes. you even compare to? It's a All classic. downhill from there, man. <laughs> hey, All About the Benjamins is good. I like that movie. Since we're... Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Epps. I like Mike Epps. So since we're on the subject of ice, uh, I want to bring up iced tea. <laughs> oh, because if you want to know why iced tea is great on screen, look up on YouTube John Mulaney iced tea bit about him on Lawn <laughs> You are Special on this unit. bit. Dude, I'm gonna, this no, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put this bit. Best bit. If Adney wants to name that as a song, I'll put it on. It's why yeah, not do it. I'm gonna do, do it. it. How long so is the bit? It's, a, it's you know? actually pretty long. You don't do those. It's things. probably. Never mind. You should watch a little program called Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Yeah, a show that I love because on that show you can say the grossest things you've ever heard in your life. No, you can't say, like, the F word. You can't say that on Special Victims Unit. But people walk around on SVU going, like, looks like the victim had anal contusions. <laughs> Yo, looks like we found semen and fecal matter in the victim's ear canal. <laughs> Those are two real things that I heard on Law & Order SVU at 3 in the afternoon. <laughs> Both spoken by Ice-T. Ice-T is a detective with the Special Victims Unit. He handles New York's most sensitive cases. I love Ice-T on SVU. He is fantastic. He's awesome. What's so great about him is that he's been with the SVU for like mm, 11 years now, but he still treats every case like it's his first in terms of total confusion. Sometimes they'll be in the middle of an investigation, and Ice-T will be like, yo, you telling me this dude gets off on little girls with pigtails? It's like, yeah, Ice. He's a pedophile. You work in the sex crimes division. You're gonna have to get used to that. You know how they try and tie in, like, current events to every episode of SVU? So there's, there was this episode I saw a while ago that was about sex addiction, because a lot of celebrities had come out as sex addicts. So the episode's about sex addiction. There is a scene in the episode where the other detectives are trying to teach Ice-T what sex addiction is, and it takes a couple of minutes. <laughs> and finally, Ice-T gets it, and they cut to him in this close-up, and he goes, Oh, I get it. You mean like when someone drinks too much? or snorts cocaine, or bets the house on the ponies. And I was like, yeah, you got it, man. <laughs> and I was psyched that Ice-T understood so that they could continue with the investigation. But I could have watched another four hours of Ice-T just naming examples. <laughs> just that close up. That's fucking good. But, uh, yeah. Which um, song by Ice-T? I don't even know. I just <laughs> I remember like that big one. No, Melanie's your song. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, Jamie Foxx is bringing up Jamie, him singing Georgia Ray Charles. Holy shit, man! Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. Said a Georgia, 
Him, his performance on uh, fucking the movie Ray is you can't even fucking compare. Like that's such a good fucking movie. See, and that's where that's like, that, and that's well, actually that is the reason Jamie Foxx playing one of the well, best like um, adaptation musician being an actor, but actually being an actor portraying portrayal. a role. Yeah. Of the better musician. Than, better than Ice Cube. Well, that's, well, that's the the that, only person no, who might be better is Frank in one of those other movies. See, that's, that's why I was That's what I'm saying. I was going to say Walking. I was going to say Walking Phoenix, but he does not even compare. Walking Phoenix playing uh, Johnny Cash. I can sing some Johnny Cash songs. Jamie Foxx singing fucking Georgia and just every song by Ray Charles. You can't compare. That's that's what started it. And I was going to say that before you said Walking Phoenix. Mm-hmm. That's what started actors actually wanting to portray musicians. singing-wise musicians. And not like and just like have even, like a track playing Hank underneath Williams. it. And even like, what's his name playing Hank Williams? Um, What the fuck is his name, Adney? I always ask Adney. Adney, name. Name it up, Adney. The guy from uh, Thor, the, the enemy, the antagonist in the beginning, his brother. Tom Hiddleston. So Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. He, he, no, Hiddleston. He, yeah, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. He plays Hank Williams. Okay, <gasps> does a great job. And uh, you can. You know, You're he talking about Hank, he plays Hank Williams on the movie that's called Um I I Saw the Light. Uh, and even him and Walking Phoenix playing Johnny Cash doesn't compare. Not even not even one percent to what Jamie Foxx has done with Ray Charles. So it's great. Okay, so I I, I mean I would be remiss. If I didn't mention a little movie called Desperado, <laughs> starring Antonio Banderas, <laughs> but, but not him, he doesn't perform, no. but I'm talking no, about is Enrique Iglesias, <laughs> who plays one of the fucking badass hitmen, so not only is he banging bitches and killing motherfuckers left and right, he made a little song called Hero, okay? <laughs> and I can be your hero, baby. Oh, you know it. I can be your hero, babe. You're doing a horrible job. No, oh, I'm going to just play me singing it. Hold on. <laughs> I can stand by you forever. So, you yeah. can take my breath away. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. I will stand by you forever. All right, what are you going to end it with, Cruz? I, did, you I just ended it with Enrique. <laughs> Enrique? No. Jamie Foxx is amazing. Jamie, no, but, no, sorry, 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 sorry. I talked about Jamie Foxx playing Georgia, motherfucker, so fuck you. No, First off, Dak, Jack, Jack got mad at me this morning. No, listen, listen. Dak got mad at me this morning. She was all. It's fair. Dak said, if you don't bring up Justified. But <laughs> Justin Timberlake, wait! I will fight you. How? Spe- why specifically justify that album? Is the first solo album. Dak, Dak, get on the no, mic. No, no, hold on, hold on. The only movie Justin Timberlake's even had a speaking role in was Alpha, Alpha Dog. Dog. No, he had a couple of speaking roles in a couple he movies. He just sucks. That's what I'm saying. So, so his Alpha one Dog good role was Alpha. Dog. Name one good Justin Timberlake movie. Dog. Besides Alpha, Alpha Dog, I can't. No. First off, I, I'm going to say, dude, first actors. off, Alpha Dog is overrated. Okay. Secondly, name another movie. Fuck, no. You're you got on the nothing. Spot. No, it's fucked up. Name, yeah. name six good songs. 
So, okay, I can give you the entire Justified album. Yeah, I said six good songs, not just do a Talk library. to the mic. Don't talk to us. Talk to the mic. <laughs> to podcast. Make love to the mic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, JT, that's yours. I mean, JT, JT I, is fine. I mean, he's on the spectrum. He's just not on our <laughs> spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on the spectrum. <laughs> that's now, really insensitive. As a performer, he's absolutely amazing. As a musician, he's absolutely amazing. Now, wait. Does he actually, no, okay, I should rephrase. As a singer, he's amazing. Does he actually play any instruments? Yeah. That's a good yeah, fucking question. Did you, okay, wait. What are you, you doing over here, Stevie? Why are you putting her on the mic when she isn't loaded and ready to go? I wasn't prepared for this. I was not prepared for this. This is playing, not my podcast. Playing two chords to your love song does not mean you're a fucking musician. No, you said Fuck actors Justin that Timberlake. make music. <laughs> Boom. Nah, but he's not an actor. That's so not fair. All right, get out of the seat. Get out of the seat. (laughs) No, you hold on. How dare you, Stevie? How dare you let her in that spot? I mentioned J Lo because she actually is in more than one fucking movie. Guaranteed Justin Timberlake's in 80 B films. Yeah, he is. I mean, that's he's probably in, he's right. He's in a lot that's of dumb right. movies. But dumb. let's just end this with no, no, no. the best. Hold on, before you do Johnny G, let's get in this. <laughs> we all know I, We going. already know. What if you just said somebody else? What if you were just like fucking Betty White? <laughs> you never heard about her 50s music? Um, but JT deserves... I like JT. I like, I like an honorable mention. He was in the fucking Mickey Mouse Club. That's how he got... Yes, I understand that. How are you? Are you? Are you a fucking? Are you a Nazi? Are you a Nazi? Are you? Which was a horrible movie. He got that movie because of Alpha Dog. I feel like Addy. Addy just pulled a New York Jew. He was like, "Are you gonna? You're gonna? You're gonna really bagels? Bagels? Really bagels? You're gonna need too much shrimp on your shit. No bagels. You need to go more rap with it. Mike Leach. Mike Leach. That's what Addy did. <laughs> you want to go a little more Woody Allen with you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what will you? But you get it. You guys, you guys, you guys, you don't get it. I'm trying to say, you're not a good point. <laughs> I, I noticed it. I couldn't, I couldn't repeat she, it. She let, God, she brought up the fucking Mickey Mouse Club? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not a thing you can... That's not a thing you have right there. That doesn't. (laughs) Was the Mickey Mouse Club ever good? How dare you? How dare you? So then, how can you use that as an argument? You're crazy. And friends with benefits? You're crazy. Friends with benefits? Oh, listen, she wasn't even here, and she goes, Annie wasn't alive when Frank Sinatra, but still. Okay, first off, we're talking about actual movies and two Academy Awards. <laughs> Fuck you from here to eternity <laughs> all day. But the reason why Donnie G wins, and the reason, okay, for the alive, there is alive, alive, he wins. alive. dead Frank alive. all day. Dead Frank we wins. know, we can all but agree. Frank went for the Frank moment. dead. Frank current, dead. Current. But we. Reincarnated, it is in a black man, and it is Donald Glover. He was almost the same size. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra is inside of a black. Okay, listen, listen. But I'm talking in the. Hold on, listen. Frank Sinatra is inside of a black man. Yeah, his name's Donald Glover. (laughs) Because not only is he an actor, Frank Sinatra's in Donnie's Glover. (laughs) Not only is he a musician, he can also play the piano. He is also. A stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. he is also a writer. Say it again. He is also a writer. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and Ooh. I have yet to see him in a bad role because he turns bad roles 
and do good roles due to his performance. That's right. He is that good. He, he is can, that transcendent. Is he can actually act. Like a lot of the uh, rappers and like artists that we've talked about are like, I like them in the movie. It doesn't mean they were great at acting in the role. It just means I liked them in the movie. Yeah. He's legitimately. They were palpable, I guess. Like A you know. really talented actor. I mean, Atlanta is fantastic. It's oh, amazing. It's Even it's for fantastic. Bill Burr to call it out on the show, he doesn't call it. He doesn't plug anybody's shit. Bill Burr literally said, have you guys seen Atlanta? It's fucking crazy. It's filmed. <laughs> and he was like, he's always filmed like a fucking movie. Like, dude, he was and all about not, it. And that's, and that's Bill Burr. He hates everybody. <laughs> Black, white, brown. Doesn't matter. If you're alive, he fucking hates you. <laughs> so true. And for him to say like Donnie G, I'm shy. I want to meet him. For him to say that, but, that's uh, insane. Uh, and also, let's not forget Troy Barnes. Troy Barnes from Troy Community. Troy Barnes. Probably like, such a hilarious role where he improved most of his lines. It's my favorite role to this day that he's ever done because he there was so much improvisation done on that role. There would be times where Dan Harmon would come up with the fucking script and he would leave Donnie's blank because he's like nah he'll figure it no. out and then I remember you telling me that I remember you telling me that I'm sorry to sit here and beat your guys' head over the Donnie G thing I, I'm just I'm a huge fanboy but it's because he is on another level name one artist who is doing what he Charlie is doing Charlie Chaplin that's it <laughs> and even Bill Burr said Bill Burr said he's the, he's the what was it Bill Burr or somebody else he's the next Charlie he is the new Dan Charlie Dan Harmon Chaplin. said that on um, John uh, Jim Norton and Sam Roberts serious show where they had an interview with Jim Norton Sam Roberts Bill Burr and Dan Harmon, and they all sat around for 20 fucking minutes talking about how Who he's compared to, yeah. Donald Glover is. And those are three of the best mics. Now, Sam Roberts is nobody. Who's, who's Sam timeless. Roberts is just a radio yeah. voice, but Dan Harmon is a great and a creative genius right now. He, Dan Harmon, Adventure of Time, Community. Oh, such a Everybody great, knows that he has Dan a Dan great resume. Dan you know his fucking amazing. face, you know his fucking And then you great. have Bill uh, Burr, one of the best stand-ups If not the best right now, out. Hands down. And they're all talking about how great Donald is. So I just, I, I pounded over your guys' head and I keep bringing it up. So you guys know, like, I know that one time we'll bring up something and you guys won't even think anything of it. It'll be in one ear and not the other. But when I keep pounding it over and over again, eventually you guys are going to cave in and you'll fucking watch him. And then you guys get to be blessed with Donald <laughs> fucking what, Glover. What's important is, not only is he, uh, say, a series actor, not only is a movie star, he... Or a writer, for instance, on fucking. Uh, for me uh, personally, he's a writer before anything. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And um, what is it, Thirty Rock? Not only is a writer on Thirty Rock, and, and even Tina Fey is biggest like idol who showed him like, you no, know, the first thing that you brought me. She was, she was a mentor. A she, she was yeah. a mentor figure. She, she, she was like the. She was like the first thing you brought me is what was always the best. So his first instinct was always the best work that he's ever done. Not only that, not only did he become this fucking iconic rapper. He also did something else with music. That's the thing. Most people stick in their own genre of music, which people don't understand. It's he's like experimental. They, uh, it is exactly. Music. He's experimental. And that's the whole thing. He's experimental with his music. Him creating this album, which everyone thought was going to be, oh, another Donnie G album. But no, he la laid off of his bars, like we said, and went straight for the music. And he trained himself how to sing. Somebody who was already an actor and a writer trained himself Someone how to sing. Someone who was not good at singing at all. When no, you no, go no. back and you can listen to it, it's called Sick Boy, Poindexter, and Cul-de-Sac. Those were his three albums before he really learned how to sing. His singing's horrible. No, that, but he has. And even for me, I'm like, oh, you, sh you should, you should cut back on singing, but okay, rap a little bit more. Okay. So, and this guy who created Atlanta, some great fucking great show, right? That everybody loved. 
Not only that, he has a stand-up com- comedy fucking special crazy, on Netflix. Dude. What the fuck? Yeah, it's called Weirdo. It's really yeah, it's called Weirdo. And he yeah. looks like a little weirdo because he's so, like, he's so lanky. And, like, and, and he puts his hidden things. He's good at fucking Easter computers. Eggs. Puts his Easter eggs. He, he knows code. He's a, he's a fucking genius. And let us not forget that he's the motherfucker producer. is now Lando goddamn Calrissian. Exactly. The sexiest motherfucker in the galaxy. And he idolized him as a kid. Like, he's he's going to he be didn't. somebody who's this... <laughs> Like honest. he can do multiple things on multiple albums. He, you have to give him that, man. He, Dude, he that's shot what, three that's movies what, and did an album last year. That's what people don't understand. When we compare him to Charlie Chaplin, say like when, when people compare him to Charlie Chaplin, or we do as well, is people don't understand is Charlie Chaplin did all these things. And when we talked about our movies topic and when we crescendoed to our last movie. And I talked about um, Charlie Chaplin and the D- Great Dictator. He produced it. He wrote the music. After only knows of them, he did his first speaky, which is the movie that fucking he spoke for the first time. He wrote it. He produced it. He wrote the music for it. Like not music. I mean, like legitimately wrote the fucking music for the entire the fucking orchestra. film. Yeah, the score the of the film. Yeah, he did all these things, and it was like holy shit. This guy that you that people assumed okay, his first speaky, he was gonna be shit because he was always this guy's doing, a clown. Yeah, he's a clown, and he was a comedian. And, and a comedian <laughs> and a comedian musician comedian actor writer producer that, and that's that's why people compare which people don't understand like you're comparing to somebody back then way back then it's like isn't there anybody it's like no there's only these one people that come along they in a lifetime they don't come around a lot they only man. come along it's rare it's so fucking rare and that's why they say I mean, Donnie G is our Charlie we're missing Chaplin. a couple between Charlie and Donnie there's a couple in there that we're missing yeah, that we could easily get, like bring you Frank, said, Frank Sinatra who was, who was big wait, icon. Well, here's the thing like Frank Sinatra was a more popular like he was bigger in his time as a musician and as an actor bigger than Donnie G for sure but he didn't have the multiple talents that Donnie G has yeah, yeah. So it's the multiple talents that we're talking about when we talk about like he's the a king he's of a, someone who can do he's a actual renaissance man. yeah there you go usually I give you guys shotgun thoughts when I was like sitting there like super wasted and I thought about it these ones are genuine like even me and Ree came up with a couple and they're just weird they're just weird okay usually usually it's sexual or something but it's not those stupid fucking minions shut up shut up shotgun thoughts with Chris Smith and not Andy Moreno it's with Chris Smith not Andy Moreno fucking brown dude <laughs> how many couples do you know that sleep with separate blankets us you guys sleep with separate blankets me and Reese sleep with two fucking now we cuddle together don't get me wrong we cuddle but I have my blanket and she has her blanket and then we cuddle together when we're under one blanket either she pulls it away from me and then I can't sleep throughout the night or I pull it get away a from bigger her blanket. oh it's a huge blanket, blanket. Well, and then some of us were some of us were born with our blankets and okay? then the problem we can't is get a bigger blanket yeah. you the, must be nice <laughs> must be nice the problem is the blanket's too big at that point and then they get hot so I have to kick the blanket Girls off Girls like of big me. blankets. They like minimum. They like small blankets. <laughs> they get right to the point, Abby. God so damn. you and Dak as well sleep. No, with no, me. Abby or Dak sleeps with all the blankets. I don't sleep, <laughs> I sleep with any blankets. That's how it was going. And I was like, no, no blankets, no blankets. I can't do it. I throw them. What about Dak? you and Peggy? Oh no, Peggy. E. Under like no, I don't fucking. I don't even when you were with my dick's touching you okay. at all times. That's fair. Even with <laughs> even when you were with she who must even not be named. Even when together. <laughs> even when you, you were know. she who must not be named, you're still you've yeah. never done the whole separate blanket thing. 
My, I recommend my dick's it. touching your butt cheeks. Uh, uh, oh, it's still touching. It's still touching. I'm like a blanket in the way. It's easily liftable. Wait, hold on. I'm it's a middleman. Hold on. I'm a middleman because bitch, try to take a blanket from me. I fucking <laughs> dare you. That's aggressive. I thought you said this wasn't gonna be aggressive. <laughs> he made that promise. <laughs> I didn't say shit about it. Hold on. No, like, Dak will have all the blankets, and I'll be no blanket, but I'll still lift up the blanket to put my dick against her back. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. And my dick is still against Until her back. Like the blanket separate. Now your dick is in this cold hey, space. I'm a straight up un- fucking hey, air. Untethered cock. I'm an untethered cock. That's it. Pain and simple. I'm right, so it. I'm so comfortable and amazing that girls don't want a blanket to separate us. They just want to use me as a giant fucking teddy bear. They use me as a blanket. <laughs> Big right. sexual brown, brown blanket. <laughs> There was a couple of R's in there I didn't want to throw out. All right, this one's, this one's a simple who wins. Who wins? Me. Okay. <laughs> Trump. Two <laughs> lions. Two lions versus five coyotes. Okay, Man. male or female lions? Female. Two female lions, lions versus two coyotes? Or how no, 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 no. Two female lions versus a pack of coyotes. How five big is lions. the pack? I mean, five oh, coyotes. Packages five coyotes. don't matter, Abby. Five coyotes? Five coyotes lions. versus two lions. Going with the female Abby, lions. packages don't matter. Size don't matter. I just said this to you. Um, I'm going coy- with the coyotes. Coyotes are going to stand there and fight to the death, dude. They'll fight, They'll try to pick at you and fuck around. But oh, and they'll lions, fuck up a lion. Dude, all it takes is one bite, bro. <laughs> That's they're true. Swi- and they can swipe. They got hands. Yeah, you're right. Lions you're right, got you're right, hands. You're right. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm going with numbers over mass right now. No, that's not right. But they don't. Uh, but I, they're not I, as that's fast. They got great stamina, but they got the power and speed and precision. Fair. Who do you got? I got females can get uh, can get five males into prison, so that's fine. Here, females, two females will nag them. They'll nag the coyotes to death. The two female lions. They'll nag the coyotes to death. The two female lions can say that he fucking touched my paw in the wrong way, uh-huh. and all five <laughs> all five coyotes <laughs> need to go to prison. Right, and then right, ten right. years later, they could be like, "No, we were lying about him touching our paws," <laughs> but still, the females win. Stupid. Okay, six cats versus two dogs. Ooh, six cats. Mm. They're okay, the so most no, dangerous. No, okay. How big are these dogs? What breed? Let's, let's, do, let's, do, let's do mastiffs. Oh, nope. Mastiffs win. Oh, shit. Dude, <laughs> the, the, the bears. Those two mastiffs are killing no, the no, lions. No, 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 no. How big are these cats? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Are we talking you know? like savannah cats? Yeah. Savannah cats? Are we talking like Maine Coons? Because Maine Coons are big. Maine Coons are big old fat cats. You didn't say house cats, so... Motherfucker. The lions are going to take over the Gnostics. Check your, check your fucking... Pack of Ligers. Pack of Ligers. Pack of Ligers win the whole thing. Pack of Ligers win the thing. Pack of Ligers win the... It is in this scenario that you made up. The Pack of Ligers will win the Super Bowl over the Patriots. Hands down. Are you kidding? <laughs> they win. Detroit should change their, the, the Detroit needs to change their logo from a lion to a liger. Pack of Lagos are going to Disneyland. <laughs> Playing the right, right, right. Okay, enough. Lips or hips? Lips. Lips or hips? Hips. Ooh, hips, no hips, yeah, hips. I'm lips all day. Lips. You would rather have no hips? Are you kidding me? You of all people? Me of all people. Of all people. Because if I can't kiss you, I can't have sex with you. No, well, no you can no, kiss no, no lips. lips. You heard me? No. I, no, 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 no. I said lips or hips. They're existing, aren't they? No. They're gone? Wait, I'm like, I'm like, like, you made her a board? Wait. You made her a board, 
So of course I'm gonna make no, the hips. All hips still exist. They're just not protruding. You have hips. If you don't have hips, you don't have a fucking body. Okay, structure. and I'm saying no lips. I'm, I'm talking like so like, she's cut off. Like like no 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 no, no no the minimal lips you could possibly the most piercing wait, wait, wait. lips that you could ever. Well, you know a girl like no, that. Yeah, in South Park, she's like yo got it. Wait, is it like yo? Remember, in, what, I can't understand what you're saying. Yeah, the homeless I, episode. I left. Yeah, the homeless episode. Yeah. The homeless guy is like, I kicked my woman out. I, I burned her I alive. I burned her alive because, because I found out she was homeless. Because she was living <laughs> with him who was paying for the house. She was, you burned my lips off. <laughs> I can't understand what you're I saying. I burned your you ribs. I burned your ribs off. Because what? I burned your ribs off. <laughs> Kelly, I can't understand you. <laughs> and it's the same thing. I'd rather have, yeah. Nope, a face for me is the most important thing. I no, I think you went extreme with your lip thing because you, no. you know, I need lips. Lips exist I need lips. on that I face. Need lips. Because there can be a girl exist, no matter there what. can be a girl that has no hips but has a huge ass. No, what I think no I'm, Chris, I'm thinking, Chris, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, thin lips. I'm thinking thin lips. Yeah, I'm thinking thin lips and like the bad of the hip thing is like a guy's hips. You know what I mean? That's fair. Guys have hips, it's just they don't protrude out. We're, That's fair. We're built up, not built down. And what I'm thinking of is a girl with a bored body but a big old butt. Great lips. Yeah, I can do we're that. Built up. A girl with no she lips. Have a big old butt. But a girl with no lips, I can't do it. You can't you can't just inject a big Sorry, old No lips! We're Can't built do it. Chris, we're built up, they're built down. This is why men are above women, okay? I've <laughs> <laughs> explained this. <laughs> Alright. A stripper's dad or an addict's dad? Wait, what? A what stripper's you, what dad. Stripper's dad. What would you rather be or what would, what would you rather be with? What would you like, rather be? Wait, wait, wait. Not if, if you were a dad. If you were if a dad. If you were a dad, exactly. Would, you rather, would your daughter. Oh, a stripper's dad. A stripper dad. <laughs> would your daughter rather be a oh. stripper? Or oh, because stripper, because maybe they're get, trying to get through college. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm all for that. I'm all for that. How can that not be said for the addict? How do you know? Because addicts are paying for drugs, not for college. They're spending their money, not making money. I didn't realize she's not an addict on college. No, one addict is making. I never said drug addict. Listen, listen, no. He just blew up the game. It's not you. The game. You just accepted me. Accepted. Oh, she's addicted to success. She's addicted to success. Maybe she's addicted to sex. Probably dick. Success, motherfucker. Success. Oh, man. God damn, because, yeah. If, well, if it was really an addict as in drugs, I'd much rather be have a stripper daughter because, I mean, Dak's dad said, when she's like, I'm going to become a teacher, she's like, there's no money in that. Become a prostitute. Because <laughs> a prostitute makes a lot of money. That's that a, literally... That's the difference. That's debatable. No. That's debatable. We're not saying your dad didn't say that. What Chris is saying is that just because it doesn't mean you're gonna be a baller. Yeah. But being a stripper, you're gonna ball a little bit. Yeah. The ball. And you're like, you, like, here's the thing. Wait, wait. You're are you trying to say there aren't rich addicts? Charlie Sheen. Boom. He was a. He was a. Ad- fuck you. It doesn't matter. He's an addict. He's rich. You didn't say. You didn't say post addict. You didn't say post addict. What do you mean post addict? Post addict, not pre addict. He's a post addict. It was after he became yeah, a successful. Okay, okay, okay. Fuck you. No, wait, last one. No. Last one. Fuck last you. one. Okay. <laughs> death by cruel winter or death by hot summer? Wait, hold on. Hold on. You said hold the word death today. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Fucking liar. Wait, Chris. Winter is coming. And we all know. Dude, death by hot. We gonna what? Like in the desert? Either Why de- are you in a desert, bro? Death by summer, death by winter. Death so by winter. Death I can warm myself up. I can warm myself freezing. up. I can never cool myself down. 
So I might have a chance of winning. I might have a chance of winning. If your bear grills you, you don't get to survive in the situation. You have to die by one. You don't get to survive. You're retarded. Maybe you have to die. Wait, see, retards have retard strength. So I survive because I'm a retard. So either way, you're good. I'd rather die by heat because you might hallucinate and not really feel it as bad. Ooh, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know. I've never died before. I'm going cold just because I'd rather just freeze and just die. Because just heat, you, know, you get mirages you're, you're and shit. For instant, you're hoping for instant freeze. Are we Are no. we not both hoping for instant? You're right. <laughs> that's true. No, mine wasn't really it. It was more like, I hope I hallucinate enough so I don't feel it. But hallucination dying. is essentially instant. No, 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 that's a stretch. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> See, I'm a movie and TV fan. All I'm going for is I can look at that and go, I'm so cold. That's all I want. That's a good line. I'm fun. Uh, like, it's fun. I want to keep going. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all right, fuck one, kill one, marry one. There we go. Another one of the Chris, Abby, get <laughs> This is where that whole entire premise came from. The whole older actors. So, okay. Yeah, give it give it to us. You got Clint Eastwood, Warren Beatty, or Marlon Brando. In their prime. Oh, in their prime. Okay. In their prime. Every single one of them in their prime. Okay, I'm going to fucking marry Marlon Brando because I want that Godfather money. No way, dude. That dude literally leaves, goes on an island, and says, fuck everybody. That's got... I'm killing Marlon. Oh, oh wait, no. You're killing Marlon, but he I'm... literally went insane. I'm going to marry Warren <laughs> Betty because he looks like a wonderful husband. He's still with his wife. Yeah. He's still, I'm going to marry him. Yeah, I'm going to fuck Clint Eastwood, I'm bro. I'm going to fuck this oh, shit. I'm get, like, Me and you are staring at this. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on. You staring in my eyes. Wait, 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 wait. Or, or is Clint gonna fuck you? <laughs> Either way, doesn't matter. Nope. Clint Eastwood would still fuck you at 90. Doesn't matter. No, you'd be pull out his dick and he'd ask you if you felt lucky or not. <laughs> and oh, then wait, go, wait. See, both of those are still alive. I'm trying to get that real celebrity money. There's, no, he, so he, I'd no, much rather have Marlon nope. Brando who's rich, who died, and I got all his he, money. He died, fuck he, you guys. He died he 40 years solo, later. Bro. He died 40 years later after <laughs> he went crazy. But here's the thing. Clint Eastwood will engage you like, you know, there's two kinds of people. <laughs> those who pitch <laughs> those who catch. <laughs> what is that? You, you catch. <laughs> <laughs> You made a movie. You made a gay movie. A gay movie. Wait, it's a baseball movie. No, that, that's from. No, that that's from. Uh, the bad, the bad, the ugly. Like, because remember? Really? You remember? No, he, he say, says that. He doesn't say the pitch no, and the catch. Gay thing, because that's gay. It's gay. No, but it, God, you guys suck. You're gay. Yeah, no. we do suck. Sorry, I didn't know I you were reference. I named this movie as my '60s movie. <laughs> we, we don't suck so because that's gay. We just said that. You guys are fucking dumb. No, 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 because no. Don't be the, mad no. because we didn't watch. There's there's two kinds of people. Shut up. Throughout <laughs> the movie, Tuco says there's two kinds of people, and he keeps giving all these crazy examples. And at the end of the movie, he gives it back to him and says there's two kinds of people: those with loaded guns and those who dig. You mm. dig. He says that That's in that fair. movie. Oh, I remember. And I just changed You're it to right. Super- I remember so- now. Sorry, Dude, we're not too entrenched. I'm sorry, you don't know not, him, Chris. I don't care to know it that sorry, much. Sorry, we're not too co, Adney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to be too co. We literally have to be the person nope, in the nope, movie. I, no. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> no, it was Why a great reference. It was a great, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're always right. <laughs> Chris's Trump is spot on. <laughs> you're the best with fucking movies. <laughs> we know. You're the best with movies. You're the best with hair. Fucking okay. Tuco. <laughs> fucking we know. Okay, Tuco okay, okay. We'll do one more. You either fucking live to survive or you survive to live. We know. You fucking clean Ooh, okay. Okay. You either stare at chairs with Obama on them <laughs> or you stare at invisible <laughs> chairs. <laughs> 
with a bum and not <laughs> or invisible chest stare at you. <laughs> oh, this one, uh, we don't want to end on this. We should just end it. Just end no, no, no. Let's go and keep going. <laughs> this is fun. This one's bad. <laughs> we want to hear bad. Okay, well, we're going to end on this one because it's the worst out of all the ones he said so far. Um, why is it the church frowns upon and actually punishes men who fuck animals, yet not their priests who fuck boys? Because animals can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll these, end it for the alcohol cast. <laughs> all these children are riding on the men. It's not fucking fair because, listen, I'm... I'm, I'm sh- you know, I'm rearing you as a child. I'm showing you the good life and what it is to be in jo- joyful and punishable, and you're going to get punishable. it. But you're not, you know. Well, no. I'll because say, those men aren't part of the church. The priests oh, aren't no, part of the church. Animals no, because animals The guys fucking animals that get punished are not part of no, the no, church. No, not, not, no, 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 not that. Because the animals, mm. it's, it's, it's not okay to fuck animals because animals can't be convinced to go to the church. I think <laughs> that's what it really is. Because the, you're, you're fucking whatever. someone who's unholy. You're, you're fucking someone who's unholy. You put a tree inside of that little dog pan or whatever that they send around for the money, uh, the dogs are all going to go to that little dog no, listen, pan. Oh, worship. I worship the whoever tr- puts the treats the into the dog pan. has a problem with anybody who can't conform. And if you can fuck something that can't conform, it's a problem. That's why they want you to fuck someone who's married because marriage is a part of the church. So anything that you fuck that isn't a part of the church, then you're unholy. And that'll do it for the alcoholic cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Bing, <laughs> bing, bing. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. No. Adney, how do you feel about fucking things that aren't a part of the church? Everything I fuck is not a part of the church. <laughs> I fuck my hand all the time. It's the most atheist thing I know. <laughs> Is uh is Captain America? He's not a part of the church, right? He was. He's not fucking. He, he's totally religious. He Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, losing God. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't though, right? No. Iron Man. No. But he believes in Cap, right? <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. He believes in Cap. I think it's important that Robert Downey Jr. believes in Cap and say, Hey, listen, yeah, Cap, I don't believe in like, God, but I believe in you, Cap. Joss Whedon gave him Cap that really corny line in the first Avengers movie where he goes. Where fucking Black Widow was all like, they're basically gods. And he goes, there's only one god, ma'am. And he doesn't dress like that. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That's so terrible. Uh, fuck Josh Whedon. Um, Josh Whedon. Joss. Josh. Wait, what is it? Joss? Joss. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. Joss. Joss. Say your name. <laughs> My name is Josh. <laughs> hey, Chris. Don't you fuck God or do you hate fucking God? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, what are you don't talking you about? Fuck God. <laughs> yeah, like every night I take God home. You know, he fucks me and I fuck but him. I feel like I feel like the Oscars made this whole episode kind of depressing. Like, <laughs> yeah. once you finish the Oscars, we're like, all right, it's, it's a movie talk right now. It's, I guess um, this movie is. A we're movie. not gonna have any time in the episode to actually inject song clips. Yeah, we are. Dude, we're for money. Yeah, you're pretty money. Money's He's all right. Yeah, let's, we, I've always done that, so that's fine. <laughs> I did that in real life. <laughs> hey, Chris, just tell me what you hate about God right now. Just say it. Uh, he pukes on my dick. That what, was so real so God? Bad. Give him another take. <laughs> All right, Chris, tell me what you hate about God. Tell me, tell me. What do you hate? Like, seriously. Let's just... I'm not a jokester, Adney. You know this. I don't have anything. <laughs> I can't hate anything that doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, money. <laughs> Where are you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what do I hate about God? Boom, right there, you already answered. Nothing, you hate, you hate nothing about God. Exactly. He's perfect, he's almighty, he's the best. He's you hate the followers he inspires, how about that? Nope, not me. No, I don't hate. I'm not a hater like you guys. I just know, and I recognize the best, and he's the best. So Trump is Trump is God? No, God is God, silly. <laughs> God is God, silly. Oh, God. God damn it, is that the name at the end of the episode? Okay, I'm done. You wanna know what I hate what I hate about God? What's that? I feel like he's a meth addict instead of a cocaine addict. <laughs> cocaine God, not meth. Cocaine God. <laughs> he was up for seven days straight. Something's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs>